Hello. Thank you, Anthrax, for your song, Madhouse. You have joined us, Glowling Globus Theater in the Trash Lodge. Today, we're going to give you a feast of Brindrinochrome. Enjoy. Murray. Yeah. You got to save the best for last. Okay. You said last, so I'm... Well, yeah, we're doing. This is the last of the month. Oh, this is our last I genius. You were saying, yeah, yeah. Well, if you're doing a misunderstood genius month, you have to do somebody not even two geniuses like us. I can't even say the word genius. I know. Uh, can understand. I mean, this guy is so far beyond humans. Right. He might be a human alien hybrid. For all we know, he has to be. The way, just that smile of his, like, it just seems so... Is he a lizard person? <laughs> he might be a lizard person. Uh, yeah, Breen. Neil Breen. This is our third Neil Breen movie. And they're of six. I, sorry, guys. Sorry. We tried our damnedest. But you can't rush perfection. We are still waiting for the latest Neil Breen movie, Cade... Crossing? Something. I think it's Cade's Crossing. Yeah, we we're we're waiting. I mean, you we we know damn well Breen is literally by himself putting them in the envelopes, yeah. licking the envelope stamp. He's, he might have died like George's uh, wife from the poison <laughs> envelopes. Uh, but uh, so it's not in. So we had to call an audible, and we're gonna do the first, not the last Breen movie, the latest. I don't hope. I pray it's not the last. Yeah, we're doing the first where it all started. Right. We got to take a step back before we go forward. You know, we'll we, probably. We, why? We never do that before. We yeah, just, we've we just, never done it. We haven't done it even with Breen movies. We just randomly pick them. Randomly pick them. Because these got to be fucking just off the wall crazy movies with no connection. But we're learning today. We're learning a lot. We wanted to see where the man's ideas really manifested. Because. And he has a lot of ideas. He's got a lot of ideas. Some would say too many. But Murray. Especially when you're doing notes. Before we get there, everybody, yeah. we'll get to talking about brain. But, hey, we've got, I've got. you got an apology to make. An apology to make. Because the longest time, if you know the lore of Going Globus podcast, you know that we started putting shit up on YouTube. Yeah. And we quickly got snapped out. And it became a joke that we can't say the C word. And for the longest time, we just said, this is fucking Murray's fault. Yeah, we used to see, even myself, I assumed it had to be something I said. I mean, you're the shock jock of this show. Exactly. You're yeah. always saying incendiary so, things. So exactly. I just that's the way we get those hits, man. So we we just so we looked into it finally two years later. We're yeah. Like, let's see what because they tell you they give you a timestamp. They don't tell you what they said. What is a medical misinformation? List. It was medical misinformation, and, and they they go, that us, sounds like me. They I give, probably would have said like condoms don't work. Or whatever. Yeah, something. They yeah. give us the timestamp. It actually, the snippet occurred before the timestamp, so they got it wrong. Yeah. Because we listened to it, and I was like, there's nothing here. Yeah, we're like, well, I mean, well, how many times have we been flagged on like social media for nothing? For, like, You got in trouble. Recently. For posting. Blood a, and steel. Yeah, for posting the picture of them with the guardian angels, which yeah. looked like, you know, <laughs> just like rejects from the warriors background. Yeah. That's it. And yeah. you got in trouble for that on a yeah. platform ripe with Nazis. That's you supposed got to be all about freedom of speech. Yes, of course. Yeah. But uh, going back to our YouTube. So, yeah, even I was like, oh, something I said. Yeah. 
No, no, no. Au contraire, mon frère. <laughs> this is all Griff's doing. Griff almost got us thrown off. I think that's our first. You get two strikes, right? Uh, yeah, you get like two strikes or something. But ours, I thought somebody might have ratted us out. And I think we were just picked up by, you know, their their algorithms or whatever. So it was AI or whatever tracking us. But yeah. I said well, we'll, something. We'll learn a lot about this later in the episode. About yeah, AI this is true. Us. I said something about the C word and brain chips. And well, Griff, like, let's put it this way. This episode's not going to be on YouTube, so you better listen to it here. Because there's a lot of shit that they don't want you to hear. That we're going to tell you. The Breen wants you to hear. But they, yeah, the, the capital T, they don't want you to hear. So now, I'm going to say... Don't even bother putting this one up on YouTube. I do want you to fund Mr. Uh, Breen, but this is available on the Internet Archive where free speech still exists. All of his movies, except for the latest one. I couldn't get any of them to load, but... Uh, I didn't even try. I tried, and I couldn't get any of them to load. But they are technically up there. And Murray, I do want to take a moment. I got You know, we don't talk about the whispers we get in the mail very often anymore. Yeah. But we did get a recent whisper in the mail. From one Mr. Flatley. Wow. Yeah. What do you have to say? He needs help. What? Do you, do you remember when I told you he moved into, like, the president of Ireland's house? Uh, Aubrey sent me something about that. Oh. Castle Hyde is what it's Castle called? Castle Hyde, yeah. It's no. it's under trouble. It's uh, ripe with toxins. It's got millions. Biotoxins? Biotoxins. I'm just saying. I, I'm, ju- I'm just thinking. We're just asking questions. So his spa, his pool, his fireplace, his gym slash hot tub room, which of course you know we've seen in that uh, one movie with Branscombe in it. Who's our jock in that movie? We had a spa workout room with uh, the fucking tackle dumbbells. Beverly Hills. Yeah, there we go. And of course his cinema. So he's asking our audience because he knows our audience is flush with cash. Right. Like we don't have a huge audience, but we have the the best demographic. Right. College educated. Right. All professors. All uh, high brained fucking minimum seven figure income. Um, yeah. So um, he's looking for thirty million pounds. That's it. We can do that. We can make that happen, people. We can do that. But, but yeah. we're gonna well we're not gonna do it, but we're gonna we're gonna make you aware of it so you can do something about it. And that's more important, Griff. It's more important about making people aware of the shitty yes. things in life than actually doing something about right. it. Right. We actually got ten thousand dollars just to make people aware of it. Yes. And that will be going to us. That's right. But you will be giving your money to Michael Flatley. Lord of the Dance. Lord of the Dance. So Murray, I am done with news. Do you have any news for us? No, because we have so much shit to get into with this movie. I don't want to make this a three-hour episode. Right. Let's talk real quick. Real quick. Let's talk. I don't. I. We don't do research. I don't really know the backstory of my of brain. But I think for any new listeners, maybe we need because this is the birth of brain. This movie, and we need to just. Talk about commonality themes, commonalities Thank within you. his movies. Right. Because this is, this is our third. We need to start putting the pieces together. Right. Because if you watch them individually, like this one, well, obviously you watch one. You watch them like we did, out of order. It seems maybe they're random. But no, there's a method to the madness. Right. There's so, common themes. Right. And the number one, I think, is fear of the deep state. Definitely. This guy is 
gotta be a riot on the fucking conspiracy boards. But what kind of conspiracy nut is he? Is yeah. he full on QAnon? Is he talking about those chips? Yeah. Or Dorito is, chips, of course. Or is he uh, eco terrorist because he is very much cares about saving the environment? See, that's where Seagal and him could get along. Yeah, they are both. They're they. That's the thing. They 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 they're too much alike. Yeah, they're both geniuses. They both didn't exist till five years ago. Off mic, guys. Mysterious we were trying class. to put this connection together. I don't know if we did this in the other brain they, episodes, but we've been no, trying to figure it I, out. It clicked. Because you know what? Why it may click for me, Griff? A lot of running scenes. Yes. And I was like, I recognize that gate, that stance. Black tank tops, too. Yes. So and, early. And doughy in, bodies. Early and He's Seagal. dressed like hard to kill. Yeah. Uh, Steven He's Seagal. He's probably inspired by it. But this is early Seagal we're talking about. Yeah. Late stage Seagal, of course, bloated, cons- like covered in trash bags right out of the trash lodge. Yeah. Uh, so you brought up one theme, deep state. Here's another thing that's constantly in his movies. Two worlds. I guess that works with Deep State, too. Uh, this I don't know. This might offend you, Griff, or you might agree with me. I think Neil Breen is a modern-day David Lynch. Oh, no. That, that's very true. I think he's the true. closest thing we're ever going to get to a David Lynch. Yeah, again. David Lynch is the successful version of Neil Breen. Right. Because he lived in a time where people like... Like eccent- true eccentrics, not these phony eccentrics, like David Lynch, could get an opportunity. Now it's just superhero fucking movies and Barbie. Yeah. He's right? out there fucking making whatever movie he wants to make, and that's the sign of a true artiste. Well, that's the sign of a misunderstood genius. That's the one common link. I mean, think of it, Griff, this whole month. Are we, we getting off topic already? <laughs> we did. No, we're going to bring it back. Okay. We did a Western. We did a revenge uh, movie. We did a martial arts movie. We did a spy movie. Now we're doing a, a, I don't know what the fuck you call it, mind fuck movie. What do they all have in common? Uncompromising visionaries that do it. True outsiders. Right. Of Hollywood who are making, they're like, fuck you. This is my vision. I'm going to make it happen. Uncompromising. We're fine. And that's what, look, is Neil Breen a competent filmmaker? No. <laughs> Still better than Danzig. Still better than Danzig. But he, and I'm being dead serious, I admire the fact that he has a vision and a dream. Yes. And he's making it happen. He's not sitting back like some, I don't know, some unnamed YouTube douchebags that's going, <laughs> this sucks. And we're getting a quarter of a million listens on that bullshit. <laughs> he, and that's probably it. That's why he's not appreciated. Yeah. It's always the haters yeah. that get the appreciation because everyone's jealous. They want to be doing what Neil Breen's doing. Exactly. They just they just have this, the, oh, man, one of these days, I'd love to do this. Fucking do it. Right. Get off your ass. Go fucking do it. It's cheaper than ever. Neil Breen put probably $400 into making this movie. And that was for the strippers. That was for the strippers alone. But, Murray, another constant theme throughout the Breeniverse, yep. young love. Breen seems Pure to be Pure love. He seems to be stuck on the idea that true love means you met them when you were a child and you grew up together and then you fell in love as adults too. Because this is two movies or maybe right. three movies where he fell in love with a girl he grew up with. Yeah, as a child, because it was it's not a lust based love. It's, there's no fog at all. This is pure. This is blue sky love. Yeah. 
Okay. Are you talking about the social media platform? No, nobody, nobody listens to fucking on that thing. <laughs> Believe me, I know. And uh, no, it's this. Yeah, it's just it's the purest of loves, the love of a child, and another child. Right. I wasn't going right. there. Oh no, no, no of course not. I was going there. Uh, yeah, that's another theme. Is lost love. Or un- yeah, I was gonna say unrequited, but no, it's not unrequited. It is lost love. It's lost love. Yeah. Sometimes he does work it out where the love comes back. We've seen that because he, it, I forget what the movie. He's was a believer, called. and there's a soulmate. Yeah, there's only d- one person out there for you, right? And you have to find them, right? Because he had that. And if you lose them, kill yourself. He had that over. smoking hot stripper in that last movie we did, and then he found the girl he grew up with. <laughs> I don't even remember the last one. Dude, I'm there. stretching smoking hot <laughs> to an, like to its limits here. Stretch Armstrong would rip in half over that stretch. Uh but she was the one addicted to pills and everything. And oh, he yeah. finds his the love of his life who he grew up with. And and the magical switches. day, yeah. Yep, exactly. Other themes? You ready? Do you have one? I think this might be your next one. Tiny objects that he uses to <laughs> channel his powers or He's a crystal daddy, right? Yo, he's told New Ager. Which New makes Age. me believe he's yeah. not a QAnoner. Yeah. yeah. Which QAnoners and uh, the mythical like uh, magic people, they do intersect. Well, yeah, I mean. It's weird, but yeah, they do intersect. So, uh, yeah, in the one, he had the 21-sided die that we talk yep. about. And this one, he is a gold nugget. Golden nugget. That he can magically heal people with. And you'll love how it happens to fall into his hands because most of this movie is him alone in the desert. So Literally. Yeah. I think there were there literally scenes I can tell it was just him by himself, camera on a tripod, out in the Las Vegas desert. That's right. All right, another theme. Multiple identities for himself. He's constantly seeing himself in two different ways. Well, it's he's challenged it's the always. Battle the the like. This is the thing about Brain. He isn't just an entertainer. He asks the ultimate questions, which he says in every movie. Who am I? Who am I? What am I? Right. And it's uh, it's always about the constant. And this movie ex- expresses it better than probably any of them. Constant battle between your light and dark sides. Yes. Because I don't know what fucking side Breen is on in this movie. I'm like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? He's constantly making you wonder. Yeah. Even when we start going over this movie is 97% exposition. We're going to sound like we're just fumbling around with words, but he's literally delivering, you know, this shit. We've condensed it into it a shorthand over uh, stock footage. Yeah. Like, like I said, he... Uh, this was his first movie. He said, I'm going to get every idea I have out. Because who knows if I'll ever do it again. And I'm not kidding, people. I was exhausted after doing the notes. I had to do this in two parts. Yeah. Because I had half a page of notes for the first five minutes of the movie. It's rough. That's how much of an exposition dump he gives you. It's rough. And you're thinking we're going up that roller coaster, and then you're going to hit the plateau, and it's going to be a fucking downhill ride from there. No, this movie is a constant click up. It's exposition. He's constantly challenging On exposition, on exposition. There is no release. The one moment where I got to relax a little bit was when he was naked in the spa with the lady. I mean, it's tough, and this is one of the reasons why we really don't do a lot of foreign movies, because... It's like much like having to read subtitles. 
and watch and take notes, which is hard as fuck to it's do. It's hard as fuck. It's hard as fuck to pay attention to, to narration and also watch what's going on yeah. on the screen, which has, usually has nothing to do with what he's saying. Right. So it was difficult. It very difficult. You're take. welcome for this episode. Because he hid the little bits, the little nuggets, excuse me for using that when, you know, his magical nugget was in this movie. Not his testicles, but a little gold nugget he oh. carried around. Uh, yeah, amongst the stock footage were just darling scenes, amazing little scenes. In fact, let's take it in that direction. Let's to wrap this up. Well, what, isn't it, did we say this? This intro has been so long, I can't even remember what we saw. We started. Did we say another one of his themes is he is a messianic figure? He is godlike in all his movies. Oh like, no, we didn't bring that, that up. That like this is his most humble in this movie, and he is the greatest anti-terrorist slash terrorist in the world. Yeah, not to mention he touched a child on the head and cured a cancer. Well, that was with the help of his gold nugget. We can't right. just say that. Yeah. And we learned that that's not true Yeah. later on. Spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. That's a little teaser for you. It's a little nugget for that's you. A little nu- See, nugget's going to be like our fucking code word. In this. I mean, he also is obsessed with nudity. His nudity, unfortunately. <laughs> we get a little of the brain bag. <laughs> and by that, I mean his nuts. Oh, the brain bag. Yeah. There's uh, him floating face down in a pool scene. Dead man's float. Yeah, and he makes sure his legs are spread. As far as his yeah. old figure can spread it. Yeah, he shaves. He shaves. He keeps that shit clean. Or does he wax? What do you think? Wax. Oh, that man waxes. Wax my testicle. Hey, he's not shitting on anybody's head. That we know of. Also, menacing feet, Murray. Yes, menacing. Well... Not only is he, he hates the deep state, he, and this is like he's just—he <laughs> just confuses me. Like he really—I don't understand this genius because he hates rich people. He does rich people, and he's right. Rich people are the bane of everyone's existence, and that's another one of the villains in his movies: corrupt governments, which are usually run by rich white guys. Yes, he—I don't know. He just what? Who are you? What are you, Neil Breen? That's the question we're asking. Right. Oh, you know what? He also loves to do the shot at the end of his movies where all the people in the government do, you know, they, they just have like the pro wrestling promo and they're just, I have rejected my own, my misbelief in this thing. Yeah, where he basically rubs their nose in it yeah. and defeats them. Yeah, and they admit that they've been defeated. Or they kill themselves. In the well, one movie, they all killed themselves. They all killed themselves. Uh, but Murray... Is there a favorite scene to close in on that you're excited to talk about here? It's called the Anthrax Transfer. That's my I'm gonna call my scene. It was seamless. Yes. <laughs> it just showed what like I'm, I'm starting to believe was he a spy in real life? Like because <laughs> yes. we don't know because up until f- five years ago, Smeal Brain didn't exist. Neil Brain did not exist. And this movie came out 10, 15 years ago. Uh, That's 2005. How, wow. 18 years ago. And like I said, five years ago, he didn't exist. How is that possible? How how does that work out? Didn't exist in our world until five years ago. So that, that actually plays out. That yeah. actually plays out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mine was definitely him sleeping in the back of his car with well, his blanket. He does that so much. In the laptop and the gun. That's a recurring theme. <laughs> his six cell phones scattered about him. I loved it. I did notice in one scene there's a little nod to Dangerous Men. His foot was stuck under the you know passenger seat. His little cowboy boots. His little cowboy boots. He wore fucking snakeskin boots for this movie. Were they snakeskin? I don't think so. They were just cowboy boots. Yeah. 
All right, Murray, let's do this. We got a lot to cover. All right, all you brainiacs out there, get ready to have your mind blown because we're double downing on Double Down. I can't go on with this. I can't go on with this. I'm an American. I'm an American. I love this country. My country. everybody we're opening up and we're panning the nevada desert i don't know why i'm talking like an idiot yeah he doesn't you sound like a robot he's just monotone he's just monotone i meant to sound monotone and it came out robot just talk like you normally do yeah i'm going to but uh like in a monotone um well the one thing that stood out for me about this intro is much like a one another misunderstood genius john s rad the only name in the opening credits neil breen it just says, "Double Down," Neil Breen, in the directed, heavens. produced, and written by Neil Breen, and that's it. That's the only credits you get until the end, where you see Neil Breen, Neil Breen, Neil Breen. He does, he does everything. There was one additional editor that helped him. I noticed that when I was that watching. That guy probably today. demanded a credit because he wasn't paying paying him or something. That probably. I mean, we've get we get probably eight actors alongside him in this movie. We get. Half of them are Vegas strippers, and the other half are community theater rejects. Yes. Like, people, I'm like, these people want to read? Like, yeah. they don't speak? Yeah. Uh, and they probably have an accumulative... And he, one of his credits was casting. Yeah. Which you know what that means. Oh, my God, yeah. They he saw, fucked them all. He fucked they saw the bream bag? No, they saw it. <laughs> they they saw it up close and personal. A few rounds with the bream bag? Yeah. All right, everybody. Aaron Brand is waking up in a shady crevice. He's always tucked into little corners. But, yeah. In the yeah. fertile position, as I like to say. Yes, he's very fertile. That, that <laughs> brain bag. He's wearing dad jeans, a black wife beater, and cowboy boots. Yes. The ultimate badass outfit. So he, I mean, he looks like a badass. I'm like, okay, I believe it. And how this is his very first movie. This is his very first attempt at making this. And like you, you, you kind of alluded to it. He's got clearly so many fucking ideas he wants to get down, and he just doesn't think he's going to have nine movies to do it with. Right. So we're going to be all over the place. And right off the bat, we're going to be hit with some credentials. Usually, like in a Seagal movie, they have a character tell us how amazing this one yeah. he flips the script Breen's telling you yeah how amazing he there is. is a moment later on where one character talks about his quest and explains yes. how a badass he is so yes. you get a double but dip, this is actually. this yeah but this he does it vaguely this is like yeah I, you're on my credentials yeah no my name is aaron brand i am a special agent yeah i was the first in computer science the in, first yeah that's it <laughs> I was a military fighter pilot, also first. I have medals 
from every secret service, and I live between two worlds. I'm a covert mercenary for any government that asks. I so he's just like this guy's dangerous. I'm like, is he a hero? Right. Because he's like, I'll work for fucking Bin Laden if they pay me the ma. Right. And we we're like, wait, why is he gonna do that? Like, there's got to be some reason for this. We'll get it. We'll get there. We learned he's the best anti-terrorist terrorist agent of the U.S. Secret Support <laughs> Defense Intelligence Agency. That's a That's mouthful. So deep undercover. I've never even heard of this agency. <laughs> All right. And so we're following following Aaron as he's sidling around, you know, he's rock like formation. Spider-Man shit. Yeah. On rock formations. I, he's adding a little bit of uh, adventure to this movie. I don't know what to call this. It's movement. Because we're, we're just hearing words. Right. I mean, he's, it, not... he, he's learned the first rule of <laughs> motion pictures is motion. <laughs> right. So he's got to give us emotion. Right. And he has done nothing but just narrate to us. So and he he's... is a flabby elderly man, so he can't do a lot of physical exertion. Right. And so he's, he sidles around, and we're supposed to think, like, oh, he's got his stuff secreted away in, like, a super secret corner. And that's why the rock terrain. Well, he, and all he that. has multiple laptops buried under rocks, like secreted all over the desert yeah, in trash bags. That's another thing we didn't point out: laptops, laptops, yeah. multiple laptops. Loves. Any fucking run-of-the-mill hacker can use oh, one laptop. Yeah, if you, three at least at all times. If you search for like compilation of Neil Brain, you're gonna get him assaulting a laptop, <laughs> just harming the fuck out of it, throwing a book on it. Chucking a rock on it, throwing it over his shoulder. So he's at his camp out, which is just his car out in the middle of the desert, the Las Vegas desert. Right. He's working on a pair of laptops. He can never have more than one or less than one. Less than one. There you go. Got <laughs> got at least have twelve cell phones on him. <laughs> flip phones at that. <laughs> well, it's two thousand five. Yeah. So that is, I had a flip phone at that. And time. then he has. He's putting on rubber gloves, and he has a syringe full of Fago Red Pop. I guess Juggalos would love this movie. And he's a squirt, and believe me, you don't want to chug a red pop. That no. could rip your throat open. It will. Like we talked about the dangers of uh, <laughs> breathing while drinking a Verner's at the same time. Like yeah. red pop. We is make the most there. violent pop in Michigan. <laughs> hey, we assault you. You <laughs> yes. know, we're a dangerous state. Don't fuck around. And he's just squirting this red pop on his gloved hands. He's yeah. He's doing this weird motion, like he's drawing or injecting. From himself, like he's motioning over to his arm, like he's doing something, but then he just pulls what, it away, and then he looks at it, and then he. Puts and then it. we're like, "All right, now the action! No more exposition. I have the power to control computers and satellites. I control access to the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. It scares people, and the government. And because of this." The government killed the love of my life. The love since I was seven years old. We grew up together. We were best friends. And we get a nice little flashback of two little kids frolicking. This little boy was having the best time of his life. In his baggy blue shirt and blue jeans, he was just flip-flopping around. He well, loved he this. Great. He was the greatest actor in the movie. Yeah, he really was. And now we like motivation. Now we're there. We got our character. We know his motivation. Lost love. Government, assassinated. Our government killed him. So Why? The, exactly. Why? They didn't kill him. They killed her. Yeah, her. But it, he just said it. It's because the government was scared of him. How was that? Why? Did you piss the guy off you're scared of? <laughs> I don't know. I think they're. 
trying to, but, but believe me there's no wrong interpretation of a brain movie no, all right so not. we're just giving you our interpretation you might have a totally different one and that's fine but dare they comment about it i think because he has a nervous breakdown in this movie i think that's what it was it was to break him down to nullify him because yeah. they can't take him out physically he's un- it's impossible right as we'll learn he's always aware he's right. a godlike power he invented half the systems right all right, so after a bit of hacking around, which is just what you think it is. Flailing on a keyboard. Old men flailing at keyboard. You know, that's a meme in itself. Aaron hits the road. Laments how him and his girlfriend, they were so close. I don't know what, because again, we're talking, we're vi- visual. We can see this man. He's 50, and he's like, yeah, we were. 50? We were- I'm fucking 50. <laughs> he's like 70 or some shit. Okay, he's a hard 50 if he's 50. <laughs> I, I, out in those that Las Vegas sun doesn't do anything. And he's, he's constantly sleeping out there, man. He's getting no moisture in his body, so he's wrinkling he away. He looks like, like a cross olive. between Leonard Nimoy and Gary Shandling. <laughs> I know both those people, and you are dead the fuck on. And With, like, Data's hair from Next Generation, <laughs> but thinning in the back. His whole head is thinning. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, but he's... Okay, my point that I was trying to get to, he's like, I've been with my child love since we were seven, and we're only engaged. It's like, dude, you're like 50. He, he's saving the world, Griff. So Fucking hell. He just, it was always just like, we'll always be together. There's no reason. Every time they were about to get married, another mission came out. Now, was this a Blackbird situation where he knew he was a super secret spy and he couldn't get married because if he gets married, people know exactly how to get to him. Yes. Even though they knew exactly how I to get to I actually think Aaron Brand... And uh, what was his character's name? Blackley, Victor Blackley of Cross Paths. Uh, I'm I'm willing to believe now that it's come up. There's the one hacking scene, and they're talking to the banker. Uh, I who was on the other end? I think it was Breen. He's the Felix Leiter to uh, Michael Flatley's James Bond. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so he uh, he's just lamenting the fact that could it? It's like, dude, your sperm doesn't work anymore. It's dust. <laughs> You're old. All we wanted to do was have kids and live happily in love. Okay, so we've explained that he's willing to work with terrorists if they pay him the big money. But what does he do with that big money? He doesn't spend it on himself. He's very Spartan lifestyle. He gives it to the charities of children. Children's charities, if you will. Shriners. He gives it to that fucking little kid in the wheelchair. (laughs) He's like, he wanted that blanket. With a would teddy you, bear. Would you like to get this blanket with a teddy bear on it? That man ha- probably has the deepest voice in the fucking world, and that he talks like that with a little kid wisp. I can do better for them than any government. That's the thing. He's the, He can do everything better. So he's a libertarian, too. Oh, cool. oh you know damn well. <laughs> Fucking brains a libertarian. This is this the tuna scene yet? Did we, did I not put it in the notes? There's no way I didn't put the tuna fucking scene in the notes. No, it's coming up. It, okay. thing, we're still in this exposition bomb. We're in the yeah. aftermath of it. This movie is an exposition bomb. All right, he's finally approaching Las Vegas, the Strip. He's out he, in the desert. He does a good job of showing this though, because we actually see him driving down the road again. He set a tripod up on a fucking you know somewhere along the road. And he gets a shot of him driving by Las Vegas 25 miles away. By the way, every Breen movie takes place in Las Vegas because yes. he lives there. Yeah. Las Vegas. 
I've talked about the concept of douche cool. To me, the mecca of douche cool is the city of Las Vegas. One thousand percent. Yeah, it's the kind of people that loved Entourage for the wrong reasons. Yeah, and thought it was cool. Did you watch Entourage? No, I've never. Oh, watched okay. It. No, I would. I, I'm not douche cool. I was getting sad. I thought that was a douche cool. Guys movie. that you know, like the like took the movie Swinger seriously, mm-hmm. like used the slang. Your money. Ew, douche That's cool. That's what they said? Yeah, that was one of the, their, their lines. Oh. was wearing the, the bowling shirts. Yeah, bowling shirts. Like flames on days. them and yeah. shit. I yeah. wanted a bowling shirt when I was all, in like junior high or something. Did back then. But. Dude, oh my God. Early so, days of the internet, I was looking that up. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do I get a I'm, bowling you're, shirt? You're not looking for looking at tits. You're like looking at bowling shirts. <laughs> Hey, I was an interesting child. What can I say? So he's been ordered. I thought he takes no orders from anyone to take down the Las Vegas Strip for two months. Right. Ordered might have been my own word in there, my citation. But we don't know what who he's... One moment, he's working for the quote-unquote agency. Yes. And the other one, he's against them. He's a yeah. terrorist. He's setting up biobombs everywhere. Right. Uh, uh, but also, what else? You know who worked for the agency? Victor Blackley. Well, he no, he worked for the British agency. Oh, they were the British agency. He might right. work for the American agency. Right. He works for the CIA. And we're the original, so he just called the agency. Yeah. Or do you think it was the CIA? Everybody calls it the agency. That's what every spy says. That's spy talk. All right. So we also learn more exposition. Not only is he the most perfect, like, bred he, human. This was specifically for this mission. For he, some reason. I've received bioelectro-medical bio implant to help with this mission. So we get some second. By the way, there's stock footage of satellites, people at, like, control debt. Astronaut shit. This is throughout while he's saying this. And then we also see someone getting laser eye surgery or something. <laughs> and that's supposed to be like they're putting some kind of metal thing on an eyeball. Which I assuming is supposed to be him. Right. And here's another. So he's a $6 million man, basically. He is. Here's another theme we did not talk about is that he also, just on the side for fun, takes out, covertly, takes out white-collar criminals. And that's where we see our first feet of, like, dress shoes. I want to props to the guy wearing – one issue Griffin and I complain about, what is up with grown men wearing suits with tennis shoes oh, now? yeah. These guys have nice dress shoes, and they've been shined. They're out in the desert, still look shiny as fuck. Shiny as fuck. Dress like a grown-up, people. All right. I don't. I don't like. Keep it. the sketchers at home. If you're gonna put in the effort to wear a fucking suit, it's like it's supposed to be like I'm playful. See, because it used to they, the 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 that's another douche cool look. By the way, it used to be the chucks. Yeah. Now it's any kind of. There's like there's like it's I don't know even what to call them. like they're like dress tennis shoes. It's like weird. Like you oh. see people wearing those. You think they're dressy? They do. I don't oh. think, but they're not like what you would say your standard tennis shoes. They're like, not New Balance. They're definitely no. high end, like Nikes or some bullshit. But like they're that. still awful. And no, it's a fucking terrible. Get look. a pair of wingtips. Be a man. Be a oh, be a man, Hawk. So, uh, yeah, he takes out white collar criminals. Also, Aaron, he, he knows where the bodies have been buried. <laughs> I had you did not put this in. I had to put this in. Okay, because we get a scene. It's supposed to make us think there's a, someone who's been buried alive with just their hand coming up out of the ground. What it is is it's it's uh, Brian's arm just lightly covered with dirt, like the, the forearm covered, and yeah. he's just wiggling his hand. You can clearly see the dirt and rocks coming off his forearm yeah. in this scene. <laughs> hey, man, he had, again, cool fucking It's, the, it's in the middle of Vegas. There's strippers. No one will miss them. Kill a stripper, bury them. <laughs> 
and get your art. That, what level of method of uh, filming is that where you're willing to kill That's somebody? That's the bucket of blood uh, theory. Bucket of blood? That movie? You remember that movie? Where, I don't, uh, uh, I don't God, remember what's that his name? one. Dick, uh, my fucking uh, Mike is like yelling at me right now because he's one yes. of his favorite guys. Sorry, Dick Mike. Miller. Dick Miller. He wants to be cool with like the beatnik scene. It's a Roger, old Roger Corman movie. Oh, And Roger he Corman. kills okay. people and covers them with plaster. And it's like the, everyone's like, oh, my God, these are the most lifelike statues I've ever seen. I feel like I've seen this. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's like an old public domain movie. Okay. But, it feels like yeah. something Mike might have suggested to me. Mm. All right. I, I might even got the name wrong. I, I, uh, did, I did forget to put that in there. Yeah. You're right. And that yeah. was one of the amazing – because that was actually a shot he did. It wasn't stock footage. Yes. There's so much stock footage. Anyways. All I wanted was to be in love. Now I don't eat much. Just tuna out of a can in the car. See, we disputed this. He said it with so much glee. Tuna out of a can. He's, he said that line with glee to get a laugh. Because well, he does have a pratfall in there. He's, he's driving a car. Yep. He's swerving. Swerving because why? He's eating straight from the can, some nice starkest. And he's just spooning it in his mouth, and then he just spills it out his lap. Oops! And then, and he actually sh- takes a shot of the tuna in his lap. There is two cans worth of tuna in his lap. Well, there was some was in his mouth because <laughs> he was laughing so hard. He was laughing. Ah! Oh! I can hack any system because hell, I invented half of them. <laughs> that was another line he said gleefully. All right, so now is the movie finally going to start? Is it time? Are we getting to the crest of the roller coaster? No, we get more exposition. <laughs> he, he just <laughs> pulls up to a random rock formation because we're in the desert. We're doing some guerrilla filmmaking here. Keep in mind, he's the world's most dangerous hacker. Yeah. So what, now we need to see the tools of his oh, trade. I wish I would have wrote this down because when I watched it again, I was like, yeah, I, I hope I wrote this down because he's like, I just you watch my- this again. I could, one was enough Dude, for me. I always I always felt like I had to because there's so much exposition. I almost forgot everything about the movie. Right. Uh, maybe it is in here somewhere because I've already mixed up things because this movie is not linear. It's just all one big mess. Yeah. Uh, like a ball of ru- well, no rubber bands are easier to a ball. Of, uh, anyways, it's a Gordian knot of movies. Thank you. Okay, and we're just gonna cleave right through it we're, like Alexander the Great. We're gonna try. That was a beautiful yeah. metaphor. <laughs> Fuck Christ. I, I learned from Breen. Uh, so he pulls up this rock formation, get the whole park job and everything. He goes straight to the trunk. I've got my simple little setup here that I can take over pretty much the entire world. All I need is and you ready, guys? We always talk about the load-up scenes. We're right. gonna, we're about to get our hardware soon. <laughs> we get two DirecTV satellite dishes that he cl- he connects to the trunk of his car. <gasps> he spends five minutes meticulously <laughs> screwdriving them to his yeah, car. That, that, yeah, the one scene that takes forever is the license plate scene. License plate as well, yeah. Five laptops, six cell phones, and just... And one little bit, but a, a little dash of bioterror. <laughs> what a list. Why, oh. You might be asking yourself, why haven't I been killed by this government? Well, I planted biobombs in seven major cities. <laughs> Unless I send a coded command every three days, they'll blow oh. and they'll ruin economies and kill hundreds of thousands of lives. And 
<coughs> he's gone another step. He read the Watchmen. He also alerted the news. He's got yeah. connections, secret news everywhere. Well, yeah, you know, he he you have to do that because they would keep it secret from the people. So he notifies all the news agencies of my plans. Right, I run the world now. <laughs> and I'm a hero. This is like he's constantly keeping us. He's the ultimate tweener in the world of wrestling. A tweener. You don't know if he's good or bad. That's Aaron. Right. It, it would have been interesting if he worked in one of the secret news agency, you know, journalists or something as a contact who's like suspicious of him, worried about his mental condition and all that. That would be called paying another actor. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be called paying another Unless actor. he played the other guy with a beard. <laughs> we yeah. saw he's a master of fake mustaches and goatees. Yeah. All right. Emmett Aaron now has to demonstrate to us, again, why people can't get to him. Because it's not enough to just tell us. Murray, you've been saying this whole movie is just telling us things. Yeah. He's about to show us something, Murray. <laughs> His cloaking technology. His and he, explains, he has a Klingon cloaking device. This is yeah. pretty much a hard sci-fi movie because he yeah. breaks down to the fucking molecules how this thing works. Well, how it works is you, you uh, drive the car out of frame, <laughs> and that makes it invisible, Griff. <laughs> and there's a random guy in a suit because he, he's abandoned black. Yep. He's got the shades on. We know he's evil. Right. He's like skulking up on him. And then he just runs into that force field, and his brain explodes. I don't know. Like, didn't have blood coming out of his ears or something like that? He hits the supposed limiter, uh, you know, the, the the wall of the shield. It's invisible to him, so he doesn't understand. And then he just gets blasted in the face, falls down, and he's just covered in blood. And Brain explains, yes, I have focused all the satellite beams <laughs> To dissuade my molecular breakdown, and so it appears that I am not here. And the reverse effect is that when someone walks into it, they get obliterated. But not to let you know, he's not too evil. He does like every coward does. I support the troops, but they can't end modern wars. I can start and end wars with my computer skills. So he's a one-man war, like army. That's right. Just with a little laptop. Five laptops, I'm sorry. That's right. So we get a child that walks in a frame. And Breen, cut of Breen, where are you? Where am I? You are me? Common theme. Like you said, he asks the big questions. You think Seagal ever once thought about who he was? No, never. When was the last time you thought about your childhood Murray self? After I was watching this movie. Yeah. You were constantly thinking about childhood Murray at the basketball hoops, fucking to schooling kids. Where? And I was like, where am I? Like, that's, This is Breen in a nutshell. Where are you? Where am I? You are me. I am you. It's it's a mind fuck. Yeah. This is... I, uh, this ain't a popcorn movie, what we're saying. This guy's... Get, blasting some truths on you. Yeah, this is a hard movie. This is hard sci-fi. This is hard psychological. Oscars are scared of this movie. Oh, my God. Oscars are terrified of this movie. No fucking Oscar. Maybe Grouch would be into this movie. Who? Oscar and Grouch. Wait, what's the Oscar's buddies? Oscar and Grouch? From Sesame Street. He doesn't have a buddy. He's a Grouch. Oh, that's right. He has slimy as <laughs> He said worm. Oscar and Grouch. Is that they are two people? You're like Dom and Nick, you dumb fuck. Oh, my God. 
Look, I've watched this movie two times in the last three days. That's my, enough to destroy a melted brain. Yeah, my brain is melted. Okay, so we see a pair, another pair of gloved hands with those vials of Fago Red Pop, and he's exchanging them. Yeah. Proceed. Oh, like what the? And again, this is li- this is just a voiceover we hear. It's not even in the scene. <laughs> yes. It's just a voiceover. Proceed. So Murray, if we can be so intelligent for our audience here. Is this supposed to be an exchange for the bioterrorism that he's going to use for Las Vegas? Well, he's got to test it out in this scene. So he's getting like a little sampler, I think. I didn't read scene, ahead, so the, I don't know what you're talking about. The very about. next scene is when he tests out. His, is this where he takes it to the lake? Yes. Okay. Well, we get a long, which I needed. I needed to, because I'm not even joking. I had to stop this movie like every five seconds to collect myself, to absorb yeah. the information, to write it down. Right. So I thanked him for the scene of just stock footage of the Hoover Dam. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. We yes. get we see the entire way. We get, I could put a, do a terrorist attack on it now. And I hope the Universal Soldiers aren't around because remember, they stopped it. The, they stopped. The the, yeah. The terrorist attack at the Hoover Dam. That was eco terrorist, too, I think. So he's like so now he's been full heel mode now because he's like, I'm going to do a. T- well, I, he's asked to shut down the Las Vegas Strip for some reason. He's going to do it in the worst way possible by killing everybody, apparently. Right. Who is he work? Is he working for the agency? Is he working for himself? Is he working for a, a fucking the access of evil? Right. Again, it's like he lost the love of his life, went full fucking, you know, psycho mode, and Joker mode, and now he's going to assault everybody. If he just wore Joker makeup, we'd have so many edge lords. I mean, eventually everyone's gonna get to play the Joker in a movie. When's Neil Breen's turn? Oh my God! If Joker two, because apparently that's gonna become a thing, and they're. I think Neil Breen could cure the insult situation. If they saw him as the Joker, that would be somebody. If they saw how confident (laughs) this man is with women, right? Someone to emulate, because he is not an attractive man. He has so much fucking confidence around women, though. Exactly. He is constantly just like, I am naked around you, and right. I am comfortable with it. He, it sounds need Neil Breen. Like I said, Joker, Joker 3, everybody. Right. Neil Breen. He should be Joker 2. Anyways. Well, I'm just saying, there is, like they said, they already did Joker 2. I'm talking about fuck Joaquin, kick him out. Yeah, yeah, put yeah. Put Breen. Get Breen. Wa Breen into the situation. Uh, give, him, give him rights to punch it up, though. It's well, gonna need. Help. I think you have to in order to get him to do the movie. He needs to. He's like, yeah. I would never talk like this. <laughs> There's emotion. <laughs> There's dancing. The only thing I get excited about is tuna and spinach. Eating is another thing from his movie. He's always spilling food. So he got. We're assuming because we just see hands exchanging. We don't know who is who. Right. He got some of his bio terror. He got bio terror, and he has to test it first. That's that's we all know. We've all. Done a bioterror <laughs> deal in our lives. You got it. You need a little sampler. Yeah, yeah. You need a little, a little nummy of bioterror. A little nummy, of course. So he's like, I'm gonna try it out before I put it in Lake Lake Tahoe. I guess is that the one that uh, Vegas is on? Is it the Colorado River that I think the matter gets most of the water from the Colorado River? Okay. Well, he's gonna test it out on his river first, but he's gonna infect the lake. He said. Yeah. So we see sockfish of fish. And then we just see he, some fish he just bought. He just dead fish. He throws <laughs> on the shore. Some of them don't even have heads at this point because that's how he bought it. Perfect. It works. All right. 
So, Aaron, he takes some of that tough terrain again. You know, we got we got to have him like doing. I think they call it tumbling when you're. He's doing nature parkour. Yeah, nature parkour. Thank you for seniors, of course. Yes. Not to say that a fifty-year-old is senior. It's just my God. Again, Breen is very know, old for his age. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bert. He, like you said, he has multiple laptops secreted across the desert. So he pulls one out of a, a crevasse. <laughs> And is that a trash bag? Was it? I thought it was just literally no, in the crevice. No, it a trash bag. Well, that makes a little more sense. He's, it he's, does. It's not getting damaged. I, I mean, there. No, I think that would cause more issues because if there's any humidity, I think it would. Uh, well, pool that's up why in they're there. in the desert. <laughs> Dry heat. <laughs> so he pulls out his sleeping bag and then starts making. Uh, snow angels inside of it. It's, what was that? Was it? It was the weirdest. Like he's literally he's. Totally covered up in a sleeping yes. bag. He's doing the snow angel thing. Yes. And here's the, okay, to jump forward a little bit, because we're going to be stuck on this now. His dead wife, or dead fiance, excuse me, is in this bag later in the movie. Is she in the bag? Her remains are in the bag. Sure. We don't want to like give people false hope that she's alive. Yeah. Her skeleton, which is, which is pure, perfectly white, yeah. bleached, some, you know, he got it right from Halloween USA, you know, skeleton. Well, what's fucked up about this movie is it seems to take place over a week. And at times when he looks in the bag, his wife has hair. And at other times, the wife has no uh, the fiance. Excuse me. Well, this is my interpretation. Please. Uh, he's having, obviously, a nervous breakdown about the loss of the love of his life. He of was fine this, killing people for the government until they killed someone he loved. Right. So he's having so uh, my my belief is maybe you know Vision Quest maybe he's the El Piote out there. Yeah, he is hallucinating. He's seeing the specter of his wife. One redditor said his opinion is is that the augmentations he got to his the cyborg augmentations to his body are allowing him to see into the the next world. Yes, yes, yes. So you take whatever you want. It could be hallucinations. It could be reality. Yeah. Again, An alternate reality. This is what I was saying as a theme. He loves the balance between the two worlds. Again, a Lynch idea, right. which I don't, I mean. Well, I mean, where do you think the trash lodge came from? I mean, these guys are kindred spirits. Oh, my God. I was going to say, I don't think he's stealing it off him. I think trash lodge is in uh, Fateful Findings, by yes, the way. Fateful We findings. did that. Check it out. Twisted Pair, Fateful Findings, Double Down. Yeah, those are the ones we did. Yeah. Okay, so he yes, he's seeing he starts uh, reminiscing about his childhood again with the girl he loved. We see little kids frolicking. Yep, the and then we see the adults frolicking. Right, and they're in like this surrounding in the desert here that he's hanging out in now. So apparently he's been going to this place since he was a kid. Remember when? And then we cut away, and then a car pulls up to Aaron's little little uh, setup, which is just his car. Yeah. And we see a driver get a feet. We just feet. see feet. Again, menacing feet. feet. Here's something Breen also got right. And we didn't talk. Excuse me. We didn't talk about it really. He did a pretty good score for the movie. I don't even remember it. Exactly. So it it wasn't offensive. <laughs> it played in there because this movie is so quiet. It's just him narrating Danzig, over. Danzig, take notes. For real. Like it did. There, he knows what music to use when and where. And during this, there was kind of ominous music. We see his cowboy boots, just his cowboy boots, next to the car. The menacing feet. I thought they were going to try them on. 
I know. He Cinderella. kicks him over because the one was standing up. I know. That's and, to show you, like, I'm going to knock this guy and out. And then he sees, no, here's the question. He sees his empty sleeping bag. Is the cloaking technology app working now? Is Breen really in the sleeping bag, but he's not seeing it? And if so, why isn't his brain exploded yet? If the cloaking technology was active, why is the sleeping bag even visible? Well, you know what, Griff? It doesn't matter because nothing comes of the scene at all. Nothing. I don't think we ever see these feet again. I think all we're trying to say here is that people are after him. I mean, we knew this because the one guy came to shoot him and he got fucked up by the spy satellite. And now this second guy is coming after him. Why? So you think they thought if they just killed his fiance, they could control him? Because why didn't they just kill him outright if he's dude, so dangerous? Dude, I don't know. Because we're going to see this setup to how he kills the what? Or fiance. That's coming up. Yeah. So next very, oh, oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like they could have done this. They could still do this at any time. It's not hard. They tease that he is going to be assassinated in this next scene. But no, it's the love of his life. But Aaron, then there's a scene where Aaron is like talking to someone on his cell phone about there's an error in sector A07. We don't know what the fuck that has to do with anything. Yeah. It's never talked about ever again, but he does that. And then he whines about his fucking dead fiance again. And this is where we get the little flashback to his, the love of his life. Oh, yeah. His lament there was that. He wants to be sleeping. He's yelling out to the nothingness. You know, he's in the desert. When I'm awake, I'm so lonely. But when I'm sleeping, I'm with you. I'm lonely, but I'm never alone. Yeah, that was that was one of his edgelord lines. Yeah. And well, I think that's what he's saying is she is always there with him. Yeah. But he can't he can't touch her. He can't feel her. He can just see her. Yeah, it's like Lady Hawk, Griff. Lady when, Hawk. When they when they because you know you know the supremacist Lady Hawk. There's no. a curse put on Rucker Howard. Maybe we should do another Rucker Howard movie. Rucker Howard and Michelle Pfeiffer are in love with each other. There's a curse on them where she becomes a hawk during the day, and he becomes I forget I think a panther or some shit or a tiger at night. And only for a brief moment when the, it's like the sun is just about coming up, they can see each other as they are. Oh, man. But then they reach out. A beautiful scene of a rucker, tear in his eye. Oh. And then she turns into a hawk. Oh, and they can't fuck. No, they can't fuck. But the fuck- well, you could. I guess you could fuck a hawk, but it, it wouldn't, wouldn't be, be fun. No. Oh. Yeah. Fuck, man. Maybe we need to do another Rucker Hauer month. Dude, we know. definitely need to do another Rucker Hauer month. So, okay, this is the scene where we see his wife's demise. We, they're in a, of course, because it's Breen, and he's a horn dog, and he's got, hey, I paid for the stripper. I'm going to get some nudity. <laughs> Breen, full nude, rocking. <laughs> rocking. Some people don't like tan lines. I think they're pretty sexy, especially when it's a wife beater tan line that, that Breen is rocking. <laughs> He literally has wife beater tan lines. He's nude completely. Girl is wearing a a, a, a white because he had uh, tan lines. I thought she had too. No, she's wearing a white thong. Yeah, no, it's like skin tone. It's not. I want to say yeah. it's white because I. But I had know. I had to stop and look, and he's like, "Is she naked?" And I'm like, oh, "Okay." No, yeah, because something. she's got a big ass on her, and so it was easy. Was she to... topless or did she? Have she a was tan? topless. Okay. Yeah. So she didn't have enough money to go full nude. <laughs> but he's like, "I'm going full nude." I don't know about you. Again, incels, the comfort that Breen has, like, 
Brain, you know, these are the things that incels complain about. Oh, I'm not, I'm not like Andrew Tate, which I, I sent a book over to Murray today. And this is the, this is the guy Andrew Tate wishes he was. We should put that up on Twitter for people oh, to yeah, see. I could do that. Because this man, oh my God, the hair, the chest, the open shirt. Guy. It was a, it's Tom Selleck without the mustache. Oh, fucking doggy. Uh, but yeah, brain is just out there letting the brain bag flow. It's floating all right. Because he's about like waist deep in, what, in this pool. <laughs> it's This shot. Explain this, how they're standing. This is exactly, first of all, this is exactly the way I, my dream engagement thing would be. I'm naked in the pool. <laughs> my <laughs> girlfriend's wearing a thong, and I pull out the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what he does. So she's standing with her back to the camera so we can't see her tits. Yeah, and we can barely see she's wearing this little thong bikini. Yeah. And he is standing sideways so we can see he is completely naked. <laughs> yeah. And then we start to zoom in on his face and see there's a little red dot. Yeah, a little laser scope. And we're like, oh, okay, this makes sense. He's the most dangerous man on the planet. Take him out. No. Boom. I think he just gets blood splattered on. We don't I mean, obviously we don't have the budget that someone gets shot. Oh my god, and Breen is trying to do something artistically beautiful here. <laughs> it's he beautiful. shows I I just I'm guessing here. I think it's supposed to be a magnolia flower. Something like that, yeah. And so Lotus or something. I don't know what it was. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about Lotus. I think, I think maybe you're right. I think yeah. you're right. And so there's just this white giant flower floating in the pool. The the shot happens, he's covered in blood. He's crying to the heavens. He picks up the flower, which is also covered in blood, and he's. Oh. We get a shot of just her in a dead man's float, you know, floating on her face, yeah. and then we see them both together. <laughs> and this is where we see the brain bag, <laughs> right? Full on brain bag. And okay, I think is that, is that a symbolism? Like that day he died with her. Yeah. Okay. And as you're saying, this is their engagement. He literally says, I want to marry you. And she said, of course. I can't wait. Why did it take you 40 fucking years? <laughs> what, waiting for the best moment. When I sleep, I am with you. So, again, everybody, that was a dream sequence. Flashing back. All right, this is a recurring scene throughout this movie. This is why I think he has had a breakdown. Maybe he's like schizophrenic, undiagnosed schizophrenic, because he blacks out a lot. Yeah. And he always, he's always, we get multiple scenes of him coming to, lying next to his car with help me written in blood. Not his blood. He's not bleeding. Where's this blood coming from? I, I was waiting for this. I was like, is there someone in the desert he needs the help? I find myself waking up on the ground. I'm constantly changing my identity. So in his world, changing your identity means changing the license plate of your car because he doesn't change the way he looks at all. And he's a very, he stands out. He's a weird looking guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. We get another. Thank you. Thank you, Breen. He, 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 he put these scenes in because he knew we had to just absorb process yeah. and then continue because it's, it's like five minutes of him trying, attempting to change the license plate in the back of his yeah, car. Yeah, screwdriver's hard. Lefty-loosey, righty-tighty. Uh, but we get the scan of, again, some of the hardware, some of what's inspiring him, some of what, where his mind's at nowadays. And he's got a Doomsday Prepper magazine. It's all about like. Why would he up need your, that? He knows all you need to know. He probably did. He write it. I think he wrote it. There must okay. have been a like. A, what do they call that when they do like a a fucking piece about you and your life? I forget uh, what those retrospective. Are I don't know. Sure, I don't know what they're uh, called. All right, so Aaron stops at a rest stop. 
and he I guess he changes his identity. Well, this is where he puts on actual clothes. He yeah. puts on like a jacket. Yeah, like and, I said, changes you know. his identity. Oh, you're right. Puts on yeah. a button-down shirt and some slacks. Yeah. He ran a comb through his hair. And he heads out to Las Vegas. Enjoy so it while you can. I'm about to end it all. This is where I'm thinking the movie's beginning. Yeah, we're about halfway through the movie, and now it's finally beginning. Right? I thought- we finally got all the exposition out of the way. <laughs> There's some more, but the, what we, we now we know who this character is. So... My interpretation. <laughs> uh, he's going to punish Las Vegas, even though he was ordered to do it anyway. He's going to punish Las Vegas because if he can't love, this is very incel thinking. No one can love. Right. This 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 movie might have inspired some shootings. Right. <laughs> Keep once again, Griff. Don't put this on YouTube. But uh, yeah, I mean, because it's like that's the mentality. Like I lost. A loved one. Everyone must pay for that. Right. Yeah. Strangers must die. Right. Okay. And he is more than willing. He does it with a smile, but this is finally the time where he's going to struggle with it. And that's why we're doing this movie. This is the yeah. story. That's why this is the story that would be told. Yeah. To- told. How this wrong is a, maybe this was. is a cautionary tale. Like he isn't endorsing any of this. Well, yeah. He's saying what can happen when genius is turned without pussy. You know. And yeah. You, this is what happens. This is the struggle. Is that. Obviously, we make it through because we're our tours, and we love hearing Breen break down his brain for us. But people, but even we make... struggle. It's okay, people. Yeah. Even two geniuses like us struggle. We're struggling with this, with this movie. Yeah. yeah. Questions again. Go ahead and comment on this. Figure this out with us. Like we'll put this puzzle together. Together. We'll put this puzzle together. Together. Um. But yeah, I don't think most people could fucking finish the movie. So they're going into the Joker, watching the first act, and say, that guy's fucking cool. I'm going to paint my face and do some shit. No, don't do the shit. Learn the lesson that he's trying to teach you about. Yeah, we don't want any Rick Sanchez's people. Jesus He's the villain of the show. So he's got some news clippings. We see the tech tech experts are warning of lapses in security, which, which, of course, you know. This is true. Yeah, and it, it's dangerous when you got a genius like Breen out there. Right. He's always warning about governments having lapses. What we're learning is that our corporations who have pretty much all of our data are the ones having the lapses. All right, so he just literally said— oh, you, didn't remember, you didn't do the other, the other news clipping. Bioterror bio measure sent to president? There you go. Okay. That, that's how high this has escalated. It's all the way to the president. Well, he probably takes his orders straight from the president. To fuck Vegas? Here's the thing. All right. He just literally said in this scene, he is going to destroy Vegas, which I'm... He did get ordered to it, yet why? Why does CIA want... Well, they wanted him to shut Vegas down. That could mean just power like EMPs. Do we know CIA asked them to do it? Because he's been telling us everybody... (laughs) Anywhere can hire him to do anything. Well, I'm assuming because the next scene, he goes to his CIA contacts. Yeah. But Breen does this thing where he's doing multiple things, fighting white-collar criminals, working with the agency. Killing innocent people. I don't... So I don't know who gave him this deal. I imagine it's somebody outside, a foreign menace, because he does. Is he working for anybody? Is it, I thought this was like a lone wolf thing. Yeah, well, no, I think. Well, no, I don't think it's a lone wolf. Is he working for Hamas? Are there tunnels underneath Vegas? Yes, there we go. See, this is what I'm talking about. I think he's working with an outside terrorist group. Is he's, it Vegas's fault? He's fine for being a terrorist. <laughs> yeah, because it's just full of debauchery. 
Um, they're living in sin. It's called the Sin City, after all. But I, I don't think this is the American government asking them to do this, unless it is a super conservative government. They might be willing to blow up Vegas. Then why? what's the point of this meeting with the agency? Because there's two contacts he has. An elderly man, who I think also worked for Mr. Patterson in yeah. last week's movie. Yes. And some ginger fuck young guy. Yes. Um, Because it seems like he's got a thing where he's playing both sides constantly. You know, right. that, that show Alias is a total ripoff of this movie. He definitely is a double agent. He is a double agent, so that's why... But who is he loyal to? That's the question. Just himself? Just... Just himself. Okay. He is the god of this world, Murray. As so he, about. okay, so then basically he's taking these meetings, quotation marks, because he wants to toy with them. Like he wants them to think he's on their side still. Yeah, yeah. No. So he's warning them about this t- terrorist attack on Las Vegas, and he's doing it. That's right. how like, an evil genius he is. See, so you're thinking in the right way now, because okay. think about that exchange we'll talk about later on in the movie. Yeah. Where he finishes it, calls in someone, goes, yeah, your agents did fine. Like, he is on a new level. Like, he is just, he is seemingly the puppet and the puppet master at the same time. Well, when you're a conspiracy theory nut, you don't trust anybody. And he's telling us, don't trust even me. Yeah. Okay, Which, I get it now. Okay. All right, so he's getting he's going into Las Vegas to meet with his contacts, old guy and ginger fuck. Is it, I think this is the first actor we actually see. But this conversation, the dialogue... Well, we see more than their feet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we see a whole person. But we don't even see them having a dialogue. We see a close-up of Breen in not this setting, and then a close-up of the other guy in not this setting. Yeah, it's it's very Amir Shrivan. You get a lot of scenes, someone against a brick wall. Yeah. Delivering their fucking uh, lines like they're made out of brick. (laughs) Yes. So, apparently, this is a a guerrilla filmmaking. Breen couldn't afford to rent out an office... uh, room to yeah. do the scene so there's gonna be outside of an office building i don't want to go inside it might uh, yeah it might be bugged right Let's stay outside not to mention this skeletons because what i interpreted here is he used to work in that building yes so he knows all about so basically that. these guys are probably off like their lunch break and they're meeting up with him you know yeah and so the guys warn him Aaron of a terrorist planning to shut down Las Vegas with a bioweapon bigger than 9-11 and anything that came after it, which we don't even know about. Right. This is four years, everybody, after 9-11. So that's powerful shit. So we see a little like smirk because he's the fucking bioweapon. He, is, he yeah. is the bioweapon. Right. So he goes on this rant, long ass rant about how nukes it's ridiculous to be scared of nukes. He's like the future is bioweapons. You don't need technology. And you see, actually, he's right. What he's saying is actually right. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's still very QAnon-ish. It's here. losing the forest for the trees. Because everyone's focused on the big boom. It's seeing the forest. Wait, did I do that wrong it's, again? I don't... It's staring at your finger instead <laughs> of that heavenly glory, everybody. Exactly. You're staring at the nuclear weapons instead of the fucking small things that can get in. Right, because you need a. It takes a lot to make a nuclear weapon. It does not take a lot to make a biological weapon. Right. 
Think about all the shit and the plutoniums and all that. This is why I, this is the area where of. I'm like, don't put this on YouTube. Because yeah. like even though what we're saying is totally in context yes, to yeah. And innocuous. Yeah. I'm worried that we're gonna get pulled. Yeah, that. I think you're right. I think this is But so hey, if you're a true fan, you're listening on fucking, you know, whatever podcast app you use. So yeah, he's just going on straight. Like, ha! Nuclear weapons, those are weapons of the past. The future is bioweapons, baby. Bioterror. Right. He is so into this belief. This is a Neil Breen character break here because later on in the movie, he's laughing while telling this to a little girl. <laughs> he's just yes. like, girl, are you afraid of that? No, you don't have to be afraid of that. You got to be afraid of, you know, fuck it. Yeah, never mind. So he's like, what can I do to help you? And then he goes on about how wars, he's, basically what he's saying is it doesn't matter how big your army is, it's the heart of the people that are fighting. And much like, because like, what, the fucking Afghans didn't have shit, yet they kept us in a war for fucking 20 years. 20 years, They'll yeah. fight until the day they die. Right. Counterintelligence agencies haven't learned to work together, and they probably never will. All right, so everybody, we're in Vegas. The movie's starting, right? We're taking a quick trip down the strip. We got dancing. We got drugs. We got Thunderdome bungees. <laughs> We've got fucking DJs. It's all stock footage, but it, it's seamless. It just blends right in. That's right. And then we go into the next so morning. So we're seeing, like you said, we're seeing how sinful this city yeah. is. Now we're kind of like on Breen's side. We're like, destroy this fucking city. This is filth. <laughs> This is douche school. We can't. Ha well, I mean, I get the douche school part, but it's like, no, we can't let these idiots have fun. We have our fun elsewhere. They can have their idiot city to fucking have There's, their you fun. Know what? You're right. Destroy Atlantic City. There we go. All right. Maybe Reno. So, oh. you know, he wakes up in his car again. Recurring theme. He's lying with a little blankie in his car. Oh, no. This is when he wakes up next to his car. Oh, once, a, once again. Help me. Written in new blood. Yep. He... Uh, his phone's ringing, but we actually don't hear it as the audience. And so he hurries up and he picks it up. That's the only reason why we know it was ringing. I received your direction. Maybe it was uh, vibrating. Well, it was in the car, <laughs> not on his body. <laughs> he, that's how sensitive his bioelectromedical yeah. implants are. <laughs> it might are. have just been vibrating on the laptop. Right. Maybe it's not his beanbag. His brain bag is <laughs> vibrating. <laughs> All right. But yeah, he just says, I received your directions. There's there's plenty of mysterious phone calls that lead to nowhere in yeah. this movie, too. Yeah. And then uh, claims he has prepared things in other cities. So now he's aimlessly wandering around in the desert. He's got a gun in his belt and a gun in his hand. Right. And he spots a little old man out in the desert. Who are you? He's pointing the gun at the old man who's just crumpled up <laughs> in the fertile position and the well, old he, man. that old man's fertile. He looks pretty. He passes fertility <laughs> to us. He re recognized this is an old man. I, I, he's harmless, so he starts skulking up, spider climbing up the hill. Yeah, yeah. Breen at first he gets right up in the guy's face with a gun. You're just an old man. I'm gonna go, and he scurries up. You're right. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he like starts watching the old man with his gun on him again. Well, he's got. He, he's a wanted man. He's a target. He doesn't know. Who, you don't know what those spooks in the CIA are going to do. What that would be the interesting way to get him with the yeah right. So anyway, the old guy, he's reaching out for somebody, and again, Brain's reaching out for somebody, but he doesn't realize it. He's trying to use the gun to force him away. 
So the old man's like, I'm going to get you, Sonny. We're going to play tag. Griff, that's amazing. You're right. He the he is desperate for human contact, mm-hmm. but he's pushing everyone away. And this old man is offering his hand. Like he wants. I want you need you need a friend. Yes. You need someone. And he's like, no, I don't. He's he's constantly battling the dark side, his mm-hmm. other side, his mm-hmm. other person. And this is what we're seeing right here. It's brilliant. Yeah. Again, the incel, incel in him is rejecting everything. No, 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 no. I had perfection, and they took it from me. I had one girl, and that's the only girl I'll ever need in my life. She was my soulmate. That's right. So the old man falls because he's an old man. Doesn't have, unfortunately, doesn't have a life alert on, so he's fucked. He hits his head on a rock. Blood. <laughs> Would Brain allow the satellite signal from the life alert to go to the satellites, though? He could allow it, but you're right. At this moment, he would. Yeah. He could probably hear satellite radio signals and everything. So this, finally, there is still compassion within the heart. Even though he's, he's even saying he doesn't have any, Aaron rushes to the old man, and he sees him. He's holding him. I was drawn to your soul, the old man says. To Brain. Brain says it to him. Brain just says it out loud because the old guy dies. In his arms, but he does hand off the nugget. The magical golden nugget. <laughs> and he buries the guy. He does the whole thing with that rock current on top of him. Yeah, so, yeah, he know, does the rocks on him. Come back again. I am your spirit. And then we get a beautiful shot, made me proud to be an American, of a bald eagle. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Aaron, what is he going to do? He just watched an old guy die. <laughs> Dude, he dug a grave in the desert. 100 yeah. degrees. That's a good point. Yeah, 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 hydrate. <laughs> he goes and lays back down by his car. And that's so this is the thing. I'm, I'm, it's starting to click. Now that we've talked through it, two geniuses oh. collaborating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is having these, like, breakdown moments. Yeah. Like, that was all, like, hallucinatory. All that shit that happened with the old man. Oh, the, wow. You think so? Yes. Because that's he's coming to like he's so he's coming down to he's coming to the rational whenever he's he, he comes to underneath his car, he's coming back to the real world. My God, you're fucking right. Right, you are right. Oh, he did such a terrible job of doing this because he's <laughs> never made a movie before. But you are right. right. That was another hallucin a uh, 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 hallucinogenic moment or just dream. Or moment. he is seeing into another alternate world again, with his bio electro medical implants again. Lynch. Gets a little bit closer to making it digestible, <laughs> but always dream worlds. These two are obsessed with dream worlds. Brains, what are we doing? Who are we? So he comes to, I'm so alone, but never lonely. Where are you? And now we're getting to some quick cuts of him visiting a cemetery. The, the grave of his love. Okay. Wes, by the way, has no name in this movie. Yeah. I went to the grave to visit my love with no name. Aaron is sitting in a pond. He's. I think he was at that same lake that he poisoned. It's the same lake he poisoned. And then he sees his parents. Did he drink some of the water? Is that why he's hallucinating now and seeing his parents? I, I don't know. And they're beckoning him to the afterlife. Much like... Uh, a dan- dangerous man, parents, five years older than him. Yes. <laughs> and they're still old. They're elderly people. Yeah. And, they're, yeah, they're back and come to the light, son. Come with us. No. I have questions. Is there a heaven? 
Is there life after death? And they're not giving him the answers. And he's not going to go until he finds the answers. So he rejects them. And then we cut to Aaron having dinner with the family. What the (laughs) fuck? And guys, hold on. If you're a brainologist like we are, you recognize this setting. It's Breen's house. It's Breen's fucking house. Right. He's had the same house for years. They're having a lovely meal of just fruit. Fruit. It's a basket of fruit. <laughs> and water. And water. <laughs> it's him, an older woman, a young guy, and his like seven-year-old daughter. And the weird part here is at one point they say grandma, and another point it sounds like dad says my wife. <laughs> well, maybe he's talking about his wife who's not yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, obviously, but... It's like we couldn't. But whose hire- grandma is that? Breen's wife? Uh, well, no, he, he lost the love of his life. That's is his mom. Is, is this his brother? Yeah, we, I, they never explain the relations. This, but don't worry, they're never seen again. Yeah. These people. Was this agent? It kind of looked like him. Because he had the hair. Yeah, he had that dead ginger hair. Yeah, yeah, he had the long hair. I don't know, but they're they're just hanging out. And like the kid like talks about like maybe the kid's watching the news, worried about this bioterrorism. And he's like, look, kid. Oh, there's a fucking wonderful moment where he asks, he asked the family because they were like, he was like, how was your afternoon? Oh, we went to the lake. Did you see my parents there? <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, and they're like, what? Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the mental breakdown, though. Right. Like yeah. the, the fucking. Oh, right. This is so heavy, I guess I guess the girl asked about his job. And he's like, oh, Blowing up buildings. You know, that's movie stuff. It's a very boring job, what I do. He says this with the biggest smile on his right. face. He's fooling this child. Again, 9-11 happened four years ago. And this kid apparently heard a little bit about it or something. So she's asking, are they going to pl- crash more planes? Is there going to be nuclear weapon? Girl, that's not what you need to be worried about. School shootings, bioterrorism, uh, bio- fentanyl, anthrax. And, uh, they're they're going to be putting um, what's another trans fat in your uh, Ritz crackers? Transgender. Oh that's my. what you got to worry about. Pronouns. These are the things you need to worry about, kid. <laughs> Brain, Do you know what gender him? you are? So she she can't handle it. It's just too much info. So she's like, can I get you some water? And then she asked Grandma <laughs> for permission to get him water. What was Breen's youth like? I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> it was twisted. <laughs> it was a twisted pair. And I'm not talking about the Breen bag. <laughs> that was a straight but, bag. So she goes to get the water. And then like Ginger goes, hey, get this. She's got brain cancer. She's going to die. <laughs> Why doesn't he deliver that line with a straight face? Why is he cackling a little bit? Why is he holding it back? And because he's like, he's going to be free finally. Get the burden of this child off. That's of right. Bed. And he can go down this strip every week and sleep with strippers again. No. She comes back with the water. He sips it. And he pulls out the golden nugget. Right. Puts keeps, it in, it, keeps it in his right hand. Oh, and then extends with his left hand. And then. Touches her head. Grips it like a basketball. <laughs> guys and then he's like thank you no thank you he healed her with the golden nugget right what does that's the question does the golden nugget heal it or is it the conduit for his powers to go through i don't know maybe his satellite energy funnel something into her it's so all right so that's the that's the little taste of home life we get from brain he's back in the desert for the rest of the movie (laughs) 
Speaking of desert, he's there talking with his his fiance. So we're willing to. We have to assume that he is uh, again like knocked out somewhere. Right. He's 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 uh he's uh astral projecting maybe. I mean, come on. He again spirit walking. He's in the middle of the desert with he, a horse with no name. He yeah. doesn't drink water. Yeah. And he's I've been that that's that that's my favorite song. I've been through the desert with a wife with no name. <laughs> Didn't I do that a second ago? I don't know. Okay. He's talking to her. And he's like, I healed Megan. I could make I could bring you back to life. I have the power of a god. And then we cut to the old man and he's alive again. <laughs> That's right. You're the one. Who's the man now, dog? Oh and my god, she's... what the fuck was that? <laughs> Are you seriously calling back to the mid-aughts fucking website? You're the man now, dog? Did no, you? I'm talking about the movie that that meme came from. Oh, okay. With fucking Sean Connery. Okay. Holy shit. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the movie. It was a. It was like the original <laughs> fucking single panel meme site. <laughs> and when I was playing World of Warcraft, people were like, "Hey, man, you're the man now, dog." And I get. Maybe he's just saying you're the one, Neo. I don't know. He's it's some movie reference. But the wife is like, no, save the power because I will always be with you. Because he wanted to use it to bring her back. Right, yeah. Yeah. All right. Aaron adjusts his satellite. I got to get to work. These satellites, these computers won't hack themselves. Calls in. He says this twice, talking about the filters are active. I don't know, man. What filters are we talking about? It, Definitely should, no filters on the fucking screen. You would think it would be the filters are deactivated. We can get through now. We're not being filtered Maybe anymore. he's talking about the filters on his uh, his Tinder profile. Because he's trying to make himself look like he's actually young. <laughs> okay. Because he's always with young women in these movies. Yeah, true. All right, Aaron takes his shirt off, lays down for a nap. <laughs> he's got this his snug. He's got his snuggie, his gun. For he got a snuggie for his gun and his laptop. This is true. We got to tuck that. Uh, that tuck that, that was button. like yeah, two thousand five. Remember that when they had the snuggie yeah. with the little pocket for the laptop and your gun? Yeah, it was big in the Midwest. It was big in the Midwest, guys. We couldn't stop. Okay, so now we see uh, another anthrax exchange for more vials of Fago Red Pop. By the way, the anthrax, as it does look in real life, this is accurate, looks like a bag of flour wrapped in duct tape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's making the, he's, 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 so he, I forget, he's giving them the anthrax, right? And he's getting the magical Fago Pop. Because this is Vegas. We, we take it for granted that we can get Fago Pop, Red Pop anytime we want here yeah. in Michigan, because it's from Michigan. Yeah. Vegas is hard to get. Hey. So you will sell some anthrax to a terrorist to get some Red Pop, I- even if it's in a little vial. I will sidetrack this for a second here because when we were in Vegas, when I went there at 20 years of age, because my mom said we have to go there now. Uh, for your 20, 20th birthday? Uh, yeah. No. She was. In, she, did she take you to the Bunny Ranch? Her, yeah. <laughs> her and my dad had gone on a vacation there, and then after dad passed, she was like, well, we got to do a vacation that we did, and then we're going to get pictures. Oh, my God, Griff. You just lived the Breen experience. Your mom is Neil Breen. <laughs> mom is Neil did Breen. Did you guys go out into the desert? Yes. Did you find a laptop? Yes. Oh, my God. So they wanted – my mom and my sister wanted to get a tattoo real bad. And so we're just walking into did every – Did you just go, Mom, you're my mom. No, you can't get a tattoo. <laughs> my no. mom's got like 13 tattoos yeah, at this ta- point. Yeah, don't. Half of them butterflies. Uh, a shocker, by the way. <laughs> uh, 
But so we walked into one place, Fago Red Pop, a fridge <laughs> full of it. Yeah, they, hoard, they hoard it, dude. Yeah, I bought one because I was like, fuck, this is hard to come by. And the guy just talked me. You'd have to pay at least it. three bags of anthrax to get that much Fago. I will not talk about how much anthrax I paid for. We get it here, nickel. Nickel. Fucking two liter, yeah. nickel. We only have to sprinkle a little anthrax on a nickel to buy it. Right. Okay, so now we see some just random footage, all the sins of Vegas, gambling. Yeah. Anytime we're getting these shots, it's Breen slowly driving. I don't know who he paid to drive in front of him with the camera. It must have been a family member or something. But he is driving five miles an hour while people are going, you know, 20 by him. Can't rush greatness. So now he's got to have another meeting with Old Man and Gingerfuck in another parking lot because they're every building is bugged right real espionage happens in strip mall parking lots i really got a feel for what espionage is about with this scene it's so smooth and seamless like i don't think i could i could be a spy after what i just witnessed in the scene yeah because he's talking with old man ginger fuck a woman surreptitiously has a big wad of like like gum and a little like transistor yeah. She puts uh, it in. Or as Brain would call it, a diode. Yeah. Diode, I think is what he called diode, it. Diode, diode. Ronnie James diode. Yes, yes. And she has to plant. Uh, are the. All right. Is she working for the agency? <laughs> are the guys that he's talking to working for the agency, but working with him due to yeah. terror? No, we could have done an hour on this scene alone. So we'll try to do it the best we can in a condensed format. But we'll lay out the seat. Guys, if you've ever been to the Midwest, you know that we just have sprawling parking lots. So this is, they park in the very back of this parking lot. There are no cars beside them. It's Breen and the agents. And these are our old agent and ginger agent, right? Yeah. They get out of the car. Breen very suspiciously shows us a clip of a woman with a bad haircut and a little recorder. <laughs> taping this whole thing and then <laughs> whoever we, she is i don't know yeah you're and right. then again to bring up toe jam and earl like the alien from toe jam and earl that's walking around with a shopping cart there is a woman at the very very back of this strip mall with the shopping cart wandering around and she's got and it's empty too i think yes it's empty so she's walking this Perfect shopping cover. cart yeah. all the way up to the strip mall that's half a mile ahead because that's how we design these things Snapping gum, Peg Bundy style, with her fucking sixties outfit. Totally unsuspiciously. Right. Na, 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 na. Breen, by the way, gets out, meets the agents. I want to get further away from the cars. Yours might be bugged. <laughs> so they walk further away, and during this walk away from the cars, the shopping cart bumps into Breen. Right. Oops. It's okay. There's no damage. But there is damage because we see her. Oh, he doesn't bump into Breen. Bumps into Breen's car. Yes. Yes. My bad. My bad. Because that's the cover because she puts that little chewing gum with the diode on. Yeah. Right out in the open, too. She didn't, like, put it underneath the wheel well. Who the fuck are... This is what happens. This is why we're fucked because the CIA is paying strippers to be spies nowadays. They don't know how to place a diode. Diode. So they're talking, the meet, the meeting goes sour for some reason, and he wants to get out of there. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. It's so hard to keep track of all these conversations. And they're like, There's hey, five. never mind the mission, whatever that is. Are we are we killing Las Vegas? Are we stopping it? What's, how's your quest going along? 
Oh, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. He gets in there. Why? Because they, because, oh, he's like, oh, this is the thing. He gets offended when they ask the quest. Like, oh, now you care about my quest. Yeah. All yeah. you care about is my super genius. What is it? What do you want me to do? Overthrow a government? Make Trump president? Get the Epstein list out? Make, uh, Give Ryan Gosling an Oscar nomination, but Margot uh, Robbie and Greta Gerwig don't get one for Barbie. Child's play. I can make all of that happen and more. This time, it's personal. They want Aaron to kill someone. Just some random person. And he's like, fine, I'll do it. Why do you want that? Well, we're looking to kill the loved one of somebody running an organization... To bring on and, the demise. Oh, my God, Griff. Think I didn't about think it. about it. It's exactly what they did to him. So why does he go along with it? Because he does go along with it. He does go <laughs> along with it. I don't know. You think he would fucking relate to this person and be like, no. I'm going to say I'm going to do it, and then I'm not going to do it. But then again, as we're about to find out. So if you're this far in the movie, you probably are feeling like this woman that's recording the conversation because she gets shot in the head. <laughs> Wow! Oh my God! That was the perfect way to just, just fucking toss that in there. It was beautiful, was- dude. It was William Friedkin esque. I thought I was in to live and die in L.A. Splash! That's it. Dead. To live and die in L.A. Aaron pulls over. Of course, he noticed that that rookie move of putting the diode on his car. He pulled. Why? Up- because it's literally right there on the fucking oh right on the driver, dashboard. Dr- basically. Driver, yeah. <laughs> he put it on his preview mirror. So. He pulls into a hotel where it happens that a valet pulls up, lets two people well, out. Well, he, no, he, he takes the uh, – we're getting ahead of ourselves. He takes the diode off and goes, couldn't let them notice I knew. Yeah. Because he knows everything. Yeah. And this – okay, this is where he goes. He does the mission. Yeah. Right. He's already on this mission. He doesn't take a time – he doesn't take a shower. He doesn't fucking put his files together. No time. He's not mechanicking this at all. First of all, he doesn't need files, Griff. He knows and sees everything. Well, he can talk to satellites with his brain, so he probably pulled the files down. Okay, from the all right, this is, this is they're at like they're set at like Caesars or something. You know, this would never fucking happen. Valet, it's a Rolls Royce for fuck's sake. This is a six figure fucking car. Right. He just walks up to the valet. Here's two hundred dollars. I'm just gonna use it for a couple hours. I'll have it back by the time they're out. Sure, whatever you say for two hundred bucks. I'm not gonna get in trouble if someone's Rolls Royce gets fucking stolen. Take it, sir. So now he makes a pit stop, puts on some real clothes, so he looks like a driver. Yes, puts on a suit. Yep. And dress shoes. And that's why I would, because if he had fucking sketchers on, I go, that's no pun intended, that's sketchy looking. <laughs> I wouldn't trust them. That's why they're called sketchers. I finally get it. Pulls out the rubber gloves, puts them on, pulls out that Fago Red Pop. And by the way, if you don't know what Fago Red, Red Pop is, it's strawberry, which is very important because it, yeah. it it's, it's masked. Yeah. You would never notice. And I drink champagne and I eat strawberries. But the way they fuse together, you would not notice. He pulls out some very lush strawberries, tries to inject them. Literally, the syringe goes out the back, and he squirts fucking the red pop out of the. But he's supposed to be poisoning these strawberries. So he picks. He goes to you know the little like Elvis fucking like wedding chapel, right? 
And there's, there's two couples. There's out. two couples out there, and so he goes up and he shakes all four of their hands. Right. But I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. And he picks up Poindexter and his wife with the crinkled hair. Right. And he's like, "Come this way. I'm here to think. Is this normal? Do people get picked up by Rolls Royces after they come out of some shitty ass little? Yeah, I guess job? so. You know, in Vegas, Murray, because we're about to get Neil Brain's Vegas set. All right, this guy can do a tight five on Vegas. The woman, they're like, they just take off. She's like, why am I doing this? Why am I marrying this geek? The one thing that's very official, like not artificial in this is her facial here. The look of dread on her face. Like, what am I doing? That was real. Yeah, because she was thinking, what am I doing in this movie? In movie, yeah. She's like, I've only known you for two days. Only in Vegas, two days. Why did you wait so long? That's the patented Breen humor I'm used to. There should have been a drum roll there because that's that's humor. So he's uh he he was like, hey, some champagne for the newlyweds. The husband, the newlywed husband. Oh, you're so. Oh my God, I really need a drink right now. Mutters under his breath. Riff, yeah, that was too good at acting for that scene. Because, was it? Yes. God he damn. Was, he was really bad. Yeah. He was, and he offers them some champagne, which is part of the deal of getting the, this. I guess this is the whole package. They got the luxury package from the little wedding chapel. Right. You get one glass of champagne, but you do get a strawberry in it. That's right. I was I, when the champagne came out. I was like, "Oh, he poisoned the champagne." And I was like, "Wait, no, we poisoned a strawberry." And then my <laughs> second watch is when I noticed there was a strawberry in. Wow. I, mean, I did. I, I believe it took you two uh, two views for that. Murray, you got to be writing these notes. You got. You know. You know. Yeah. Don't fucking. Don't fucking do that. Don't cut me down. At the so, end. the guy takes swigs that champagne down. I don't feel so well. Passes out. She only sipped on it, so she's like, she's like, oh, what? Yeah, she got half a dose. She's paralyzed. Yeah, she's awake and aware, but she cannot move her body. Right. Breen gets out, takes the guy, throws his body in the trunk, dead. I don't know, coma? Who right. knows? Again, this is the shit he put in the lake where, uh, you know, left to believe, and that killed all the fish in the lake, and that was diluted right. as fuck, and it killed all the fish. So clearly this, he injected straight into the strawberry in his passenger seat, could kill that guy. So she comes to, she's like, where am I? Who are you? What? We spent all night dancing, drinking, and having sex by the fountains. Then we got married. This is Vegas, baby. No, I wouldn't. Uh, uh, what? Then he gets a call, flips the phone up. Like I would never hear anybody on the other line. It's Breen <laughs> acting for us. <laughs> it finds out this was the wrong couple. He's supposed to get the other couple. <laughs> They're at the lake, which, again, this is Nevada. There is only one yeah, lake. Lake Tahoe, yeah. <laughs> The one he's going to poison. Because <laughs> we never learn what the fucking attack is on Vegas, by the way. He's supposed to knock the power out. He keeps talking well, we about... Don't, we he, don't know what he's supposed to do. Well, well, the mission was take out Vegas for two months. <laughs> knock the power out. So why does he need to poison Vegas to take the power out? Because he can hack everything. Because taking them out is the mission they want him to do. Killing everyone is the mission he wants, <laughs> he wants to do. Because they okay. need to feel his pain. He's kept an incel right here. He's got to kill so... There's going to be so many single people after this. So he just drives out to the desert, calmly pulls out the guy's body from the trunk, lays it out in the desert, 
takes her. She's, by the way, paralyzed but aware and awake. Yeah. Leaves her with the body. And just says, here's your husband. And nestles them together <laughs> so, and lingers on her looking up at her husband. We don't know how far out in the desert they are. We don't know if she's ever going to get the ability to walk again. We don't know if that guy's alive. He's full on heel right now. Are I, we supposed to be sympathetic <laughs> to this guy? I thought I saw that hand that was buried in the dirt <laughs> lurking in the background here, man. It's 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 a <laughs> thing from the Adams family. Yeah. All right. So now we're at the true target, the couple at the lake. At the lake. They're they're sitting on a bench looking out on the lake. Not even a bench, Murray. That was just a rock. Okay. So they're huddled together, awkwardly sitting on this rock. There's no He's back. got his gun out, ready right. to shoot him in the head. Right. But they're already dead, Griff. That's right. They must have known that I was coming. Suicide. <laughs> <laughs> what? What the? What? Is, okay. Why would they know him? What? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know. Anyways, Aaron, he's got to go get some sleep. Got to get some shut eye, man. Full day of killing. And this is where he finds that his sleeping bag is full of his wife's body. This is like the first, maybe the first shot we get to see of the bag full of skull. Well, a skull. <laughs> right. And then she comes, she she appears like a forest ghost. Forgive me. Why does she, what, what, why is she causing, it's her fault? Thanks for oh. me for being murdered. Also, I know people can't see this. Half her scenes at this point are her reaching beckoning, out. Yeah. Yeah, beckoning. Yeah, beckoning. Please do this, do that. Make time, time stand st- still. What the fuck that means? I I don't. But she never does, by the way. Not even with a golden nugget. I thought I thought maybe he was gonna hack the world, so all the world clocks stopped. He was gonna pull Superman, where he's gonna go make the world go in reverse, so somehow that goes back in time. With the golden nugget, he could do anything. I'm so confused and depressed, and he just stumbles away. I often wake up on the ground. Cut cut to back on the strip, Griff. No one suspects what Aaron is. This about is to your do. favorite scene. This is because once again, this is real spycraft, people. This is why I could never be a spy. I could never pull this move off. Apparently, this is another random target. We don't know who this guy is. It does nothing to do with the movie. Just to show what a badass Aaron Brand is, and how much of a fucking bioterrorist he is. Okay. He's he has a glove on his hand. He's got a handful of anthrax in that gloved hand. As he walks seamlessly, walks by the target, he just smears a handful of fucking flour on this guy's forearm. Guy doesn't notice it. It's Vegas. It's the summer. So you're sweating profusely. This makes sense. This guy's like, thanks for the gold bond, dude. (laughs) And he's like, he has no idea what just happened. So, He'll be dead in five minutes. My favorite part, because obviously I was anticipating to see it the second time <laughs> I watched it. You see him walking away. This is the fountain. This is actually, I'm pretty sure this is the fountain that my mom took a picture of my dad. And she's like, you guys got to go get a picture. Is that the one, that the, the dancing fountain? Or is... I don't think so. Okay. I don't remember. Uh, maybe it is. But yeah. And so he walks away from it. Nobody in this shot has pants on, but the guy who rubs anthrax is wearing <laughs> thick-ass corduroy pants. 
And those will pick up anthrax. Dude, you'll, I, I wear corduroy all the time. Right, I've been wearing yeah. corduroy since the seventh grade, everybody. And, yeah, I that was the anthrax craze. <laughs> and I am a now immune to anthrax because I had secondhand just been— It's like static electricity. It draws anthrax. It is. Thank you. Yeah. That, that because is all exactly. those cords rubbing together as you walk draws anthrax. Oh, man. the great. By the way, I mean, anthrax is in everything. There's a small dose of anthrax in everything. Right. And you've been microdosed for so long, you're immune to anthrax. Now. That is exactly what happened. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, Aaron, I was going to say anthrax for a second. Aaron <laughs> returns to his car and he phones Amber up, another one of his ladies of the evening, apparently. And this is where I heard it. Maybe Griff ears aren't working. No, I so think well. you're right. I cleaned them out. I, I had no. a doctor clean out my ears. No. So, you know, I, I think I heard this right. Hey, this is Eric. That's his cover, Eric. Eric, Aaron, they sound so similar. I have a job for you. $100. What? I'm not going to fuck somebody for $100. Don't worry. No sex. By the way, this is where Amber sets up. Business has been booming. So many transplants coming. So many conventions. I've got all the Johns to work with. Yeah, man. I heard Willie Dynamite actually moved to Vegas because of that. Yeah. While we're watching stock footage of the Trump Hotel or whatever, yeah, it was, it was, it, it's funny because now that we because this is twenty years ago, what she's talking about, and we really do see the Trump Hotel. Yeah, it's about prostitutes. Yeah, which we know he fucks prostitutes and porn stars. Yeah, so he's like, "Yeah, don't worry, no sex. I just need you for a distraction." Well, I'll do it, but you got to give me some a little that bean bag. Oh. And then the grin on his face. Oh, of course. my God. He, I think she ad-libbed that part, and that's why the fucking Breen Green <laughs> no, happened. No, that was the first line he wrote. He wrote the <laughs> movie around this line. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you're probably right. All right, this this infuriated. Infuriated. <laughs> no, it didn't infuriate. It infuriated. All right. Because it would be the opposite. All right. I wouldn't, be, gonna, I wouldn't be furiated if I was unfuriated. By the time we're done, we're going to unpack that fury. We're going to unfuriate. He goes to, because he's got to have cover. He's got to have the perfect car. The perfect car, we've learned. Jack Bedelaire will agree. He said he'd fuck one. Ferrari. He's got to get one. That's right. Cherry red. Okay, this would... In, this is what infuriated me. There's a vanity plate on the Ferrari. Yes. It says Ferrari, and it's spelled wrong. Yes. It's spelled F-A-R-R-A-R-I, not F-E. I was so fucking infuriated with that. But I wasn't because, you know, license plates are already fucking stupid. Vanity plates are also well, fucking that's, that, stupid. That's, that's the douche cool thing. And so we're in Vegas. Yeah. When in Vegas, douche cool. A Ferrari with a vanity plate with a misspelled Ferrari on it is the ultimate in douche. It, it really is. The uh, only thing that could be douchier is to have uh, sleeved gloves. <laughs> you should be wearing sleeveless gloves to drive this car. But you're so cool that you wear sleeved gloves. Make those people imagine what's under. What finger puppets are mastering this Ferrari, this horsepower beast. It's so easy with these electronic locks and in engines ignition is what his flip yeah. phone opens up the f- car and starts it he had the earliest smartest smartphone he invented uh, smartphone he did and he can he can control any smartphone in the world you know what i've heard you know you did some reddit crawling i did some reddit crawling mm-hmm. our smartphones are only smart because they actually power are powered by neil's brain i thought you were gonna say gold nuggets no neil's brain oh brain bag I mean his brain, but he just calls his ba- brain his brain. 
Okay, so he picks up a guy with an awful, I think it's the same beard he wore for Twisted Pear. It is. And then this I is. I just love that he kept that proper on for like eight years. You, ne- you never know when you're going to need it. This is the brilliant plot plan he had. He's just going to drive <laughs> up. Amber is going to distract him. Hot babe. So the guy's like, oh, oh. He like, you know, so sees this, this is supposed to be a shady guy he does deals with. Right. Because he's a double agent and he's doubling down. Well, all we know, all we learn later is. It's him. Yeah, we never learned what that means. I know it's amazing. So he get he picks him up from his house. This dealer, or the of airport, things. whatever the fuck. Yeah. Well, it was Breen's house. Okay. Uh, I recognize the address at this point. Come on, we watched three of his movies. So he picks up uh, this guy from his house, drives him to the strip mall. <laughs> They're in the back of the parking lot again, where this woman that I was like, "Is it a woman?" <laughs> well, she was tall. Yeah. Yeah, and she had an Adam's apple. <laughs> hey, I'm all cool with identifying people however they want to identify, but this... if it, Well, it, that would be the greatest agent of all. Yeah. Well, David Duchovny was a fucking trans yeah, woman in... Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we could tell that one. Yeah. I could tell this one. This guy, th- yeah, this well, you know. person was David Duchovny. You saw, you saw the brain bag? <laughs> well, the dress was too long. But yeah. maybe if they did a basic... It was instinct. a miniskirt. We... I, yeah. Well, she only like leaned on a car. Well, she's not seventy like brain, so her brain bag's not hanging. Low <laughs> That's so right. Still... Anyways, how is this? Uh... I thought it was a woman. It fooled me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know you're trans. <laughs> so whatever this human being distracts the guy. He's loving it. He's like awooga. He's doing the awooga face. Red dress, red car. Was it a red car? Yes, of course it's a Ferrari. It's got to be red. It's the law. Both cars were red then. Cause he had a red Ferrari, but she was she was like I didn't even notice her car. She was just standing out. Man, there. you were really into this woman. You didn't even <laughs> notice the car because she was like fingering a car and shit. <laughs> she was getting that gas fight. I thought she just walked in front of their car. I think that's what it was. Is that this dealer is a mecha file? Was it one of Barker's beauties? Was he like just like displaying <laughs> it? <laughs> oh my god, I was not ready for that. Oh, do it. I haven't heard that. I stopped watching Price is Right when Drew Carey took over. Yeah, he ruined it. So, Barker's Beauty, you're bringing back. Oh, memories. yeah. Diane Parkinson, I remember some of them. Holly was another <laughs> one. Yeah. Parker's Beauty. Anyways, she's mechafiling this car, and this guy's into it. He's like, oh my God. I, I, do I do that, bitch? Totally distracted. Breen pulls out the red pop syringe, doink, right in the throat where we said I'll fucking destroy you. Yeah. Because when you drink it, sometimes your tongue can alleviate some of it. But it goes right in the throat. That's right. It's like pineapple. You eat it, and it's actually eating you back. (laughs) That's how pineapple works, Murray. I don't know. So he drives furiously back to Old Man and Ginger. Who, their office is uh, in the back alley (laughs) of some kind of, you know, front. Probably a cupcake shop. They go, it's him! They pull out guns. He's tranked. Yeah, no, Put like, the guns away. The first thing they do is go, who's this guy? Passed out in the oh, passenger seat. Yeah, right. And then he does the Scooby-Doo <laughs> reveal and pulls off the mustache. I, I'm still drawing a blank here. Pulls off the goatee. Oh, my God, it's him. Put your guns away. He's tranked. 
And then he's like, they know I'm involved now. I'm a marked man. I thought you were a marked man from the beginning of this movie. Is this right. really it? Who the fuck is this guy? I don't know. Did you Besides double, him. Did you double I'm glad cross? they use his proper pronouns. That's good. It's they. But <laughs> we don't know who he is. I don't know what's going on. And we're never told. Right. And it's, then, like, it's like much. This is like a slice of life, like spy world thing where just, they, just random missions happen. Yeah, exactly. It's it's. Oh my god, it's just so compounded. Everything. Again, as we talked about the ha- uh, the top, he had so many ideas and they're all just crammed in here and we're left to figure out what is our path to anything. And so now we're like, okay, we're going to build on this. No. We're just going to cut to a random scene in Las Vegas. I went on these escalators. Well, no, times. before that, we get a scene where uh, where Ginger goes these people, they don't realize how much danger they're in. They're just transient. This city is full of transients. They don't see, they can't see what's going on. They're staring at the finger, the heavenly glory yeah, this was, being ignored. This is the stock footage I was talking about, though. Okay, I'm just saying this is this is in yeah, the scene. This That's, is the voiceover, but that was the stock footage but, happening. Okay, but yeah, but so he's just like, uh, Las Vegas Strip is the, the prime place to have a terrorist attack because yeah. no one is paying attention. Right. They're looking at the finger. He literally wiped anthrax on a motherfucker, and he just said, hey, it's no problem, bud, because you're so used to the fucking people slapping you with the titty, you know, like, come to our titty club. <laughs> that literally happened. Like, I yeah, had fucking just... so many people. They saw me, young, impressionable yeah, yeah, youth, you walking like... around with my mom and my sister, and they're just, like, slipping me these nudies. Hey, there, you like pussy boy. Except the one guy who gave me the Jack Chick novels or little comics. Oh, well, cool. yeah, somebody's got it. Someone's that, that got, was probably Breen. So of course, at you every, probably had an encounter with Breen and didn't even I know didn't it. Know it? You're probably right. That's why you're immune to fucking anthrax. That's why you're alive today, Griff, because yeah. your immunity because of the corduroy. That's why I'm such a good hacker. I got some of that adrenochrome. I'm just gonna warn everybody: corduroy anthrax immunity is probably gonna be a running gag for the next <laughs> month or two, and then we'll forget about it and it'll never be talked about again. But it's this morning we came across something that i forgot about saturday because we took a dip we dipped into our past uh a little bit oh, we last week and i forgot i forgot but i was okay. like maybe one, maybe we should just like one thing one old bit we used to have but yeah okay. that's not this week because we forgot them already all right so uh there's another anthrax handoff because he used up all his red pop he needs some more right except wait no does it <laughs> Does, I can't remember which is which. Is he handing off the red pop to the anthrax guys? No, he's trying to hand off the red pop to get the anthrax. Yeah, in but that's scene. what. But then the other scene, it was the opposite. He had he, the anthrax. This time, he's working with the good guys, okay. the agency this, good by guys. By the way, in this one scene, yes, he's, and he's letting us know he's doing it to make him think he's working with. Right. Them. He even says, uh, "Did I put it in there? Yeah, putting doing this bus or uh, this." Trade will be good for my resume. He says that as a little joke. Right. So they're out in the middle of the nowhere. It's just like a band. It's not even really a building. It's like it's burned down. There's, Done nowhere, there's, Vegas. There's busted up cars. This is probably where all the mafia buried all the bodies. Right. There's a meet. Very confusing because we see a fat black dude and yep. a white guy with like uh, AK-47s They or look like extras from the new Miami uh uh, wait, shit. What's the Selleck show? Miami Vice? Magnum P.I. Magnum P.I. They look like extras from the modern Magnum P.I. And so I'm like, wait, is this the agency? Are these the guys? Right. No, they're the terrorists. They're, they're the guy. terrorists. Yeah. And then he's with the agency. 
I, but I do like how terrorists like exchange like they're work like they have different recipes for like bioterror. So like, <laughs> hey, I'll trade you some anthrax for some bread pop. Right, they're diversifying. Yeah. They figured it out. Like they know they're infol- uh, evolving. So the mead is set up. Of uh, Breen Aaron has the has the vials right. They've got the fucking flower by. We got so it's two v two with Breen in the middle, of course, because he he is playing right. the you know that swing role here because he's the ultimate double agent. Right. They and, both think that he's on their side. Right. And they like the the four people not Breen all have their guns pulled on each other. And Breen's the guy again working in the middle. He's the Mercutio of this scene, and he's fucking he's gonna haggle everything out. He's the cool guy. No, everybody, calm down. But that's not his plan, Griff, because he goes, oops, and then drops the vials. He Okay, he does the classic thing. Every exchange in this movie was a Carl Weathers M&M shot. It's an overhead, just hands reaching over, and so that's what we get here. Well, that's really all you need to be. If you're a first-time director, just watch Studs' episode yep. of Renegade to yep. learn everything you need to know about directing yep. from Carl Weathers. It's right there in our YouTube video that you can go watch <laughs> us explaining for first-time directors the shots that are needed. Right. This is this is your pivot points. This is how you get started. And so you get the overhead, and then you they're they're doing the thing where it's like, uh, should I give it to you? Should I not? Should I not? And then the overhead and the drop, and right. Breen goes, oh no. He doesn't curse because why would you curse? Right. Oh no, that's danger. And they start. Everybody run. starts running. Up. Yeah, he tells everybody to run, and somebody starts firing <laughs> off their rifle because there's yeah. rifle fire happening. There's a gunfight, and fortunately, all the bad guys get killed. We assume because old man and ginger walk into the frame. Yeah, and this was all planned. He he dropped it in quotation marks. Right. So I guess that really that was like some flat fago red pop, so it didn't like explode. That, that had to be it, yeah. And he just grabs the fucking uh, anthrax, hands it off to old guy, and he's just like, "Look, I did all of this, but I don't want to take credit for it. You guys take the credit for it." Brain just sees himself out, and so the agent, young agent, ginger agent, asks the old agent, "What? Where does it go?" What is this quest he's always going on about? He's on a quest, young man. We've tried to track him. He once crashed an airplane with a laptop trying to track him. He's just too smart for us. A magician. Aaron, back in the desert, back in the dream world, returning to his wife. I'm so confused, depressed with my double life. Awkwardly kisses his wife, gives her a little smooch because this woman does not want to kiss no brain. (laughs) No. Again, it's the side. It's him coming in from the side, and she's like, mm. and he's like, like fish face, and then she goes, "I need to believe in something." Maybe this is telling the truth. I need to believe in something extraordinary. Uh, yeah, you are extraordinary, and I don't believe in you. She just face palms him. That's right. the one time she can touch him. And then Aaron, we just cut to him in the normal life. I think. Yes, now. he's he's back. He's hanging out by the trains. He's got his laptops. He's got a mini satellite set up. And he's hacking on both, flinging the little satellite. Well, this is the pre-plan to his ultimate strike on Las Vegas. Or he needs to set up multiple distractions. So all across the world, he set up these tiny little terrorist attacks that are going to keep everyone occupied so no one can save Las Vegas. Right. This is such a fucking weird movie to follow because it's just like... When, when is the attack on Vegas? We've barely been hearing any build-up to it. You just randomly went out and done a, did another anthrax deal. Now you're telling us you need a distraction <laughs> plan before you take over Vegas? 
because he wants to make sure no one can help Vegas. No one. And he gets a phone call. Like you said, doesn't ring. He just picks it up. He senses it's going to ring. I have his GPS. We'll meet there. This was, I don't get what this scene, the next scene was. I guess they needed a shootout scene. Right. Because he goes back to what looks like the normal camp out formation that he sleeps at. You know, the random rock formation in the middle of the desert he's been hacking at. Where he's got his satellite's focus for his invisibility. He walks up and he finds four guns just laying up against a rock. Perfectly in line. So these guys were obviously like doing some fucking charms or something. <laughs> they were they, maybe they all had to take a pee at the same time. Maybe that. And he just shoots them off screen. So it's just it shows it's just short shot of Breen firing a gun. Yeah. Didn't mean to disturb your lunch. And he's like blood's like splattering on yeah. his face. Yeah. Heads he, back to this. And this is the this is the Schwarzenegger commando moment. Right. Goes to his car. He's going to put on his battle vest. Right. If you're a metal guy, you know you got your fucking patches, all the metal. This is the ultimate battle vest. And, guys, we need a two-minute break, so we're just going to let Breen take over from here to explain his beautiful jean jacket, cut-off sleeve battle vest. I've been awarded every medal. The Medal of Honor. The Medal for Meritorious Service, Defense Meritorious Service, Joint Service Achievement Award, Armed Forces Medal, Purple Heart, Heroic Meritorious Achievement. The Bronze Star, the Medal for Gallantry in Action. And I've never been so proud of our troops, but I have no love to live for anymore. I love the troops, but there's no, I have no love to live for. So he's a broken man. He's still, there's still a vestige of him, still human, but he can't get over the love of his life whose name nobody knows. He stares into his satellites while he's hacking up an EMP blast to knock out all of L.A. So that is the thing. See, I told you. I told you the whole time. I don't understand the whole thing about the fucking vials. I mean, it would be inconvenient, definitely, for an EMP bomb to go off in Vegas. But how are thousands of people going to die by that? Well, well, They're yeah, going to kill themselves because they can't fucking gamble? He's not trying to... Like, his mission was shut off Las Vegas. That's his mission, but, but his plan was to kill everybody. Yeah, for some reason, he was just like, I've got to kill. He's just fluctuating between two missions. Right. It's like, is it the good thing to do to shut off Las Vegas or the bad thing to do to kill everybody in Las Vegas? This is, like we said... At, it's, and it's the ultimate We all are at war With our light and dark side His light side Just wants to do The EMP attack His dark side That feels like His incel side Wants to kill everybody He gets a call No That's impossible It can't be I cured her What Megan? Megan girl Her brain cancer is back a story. First of all, we never. He just claimed it was gone. We don't fucking know. They didn't. It wasn't like, hey, I just got back from the hospital. The brain tumor disappeared. He just says at that dinner, she's healed. Yeah, he literally does. Just goes, oh wow, no 
thank you. And then I love it. He's all traumatized. Wait, hold on. I'm getting another call. Yes. <laughs> <He's> yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I'm getting another call. And then he's like, what? And then he collapses. I can't do this. I'm American. I love this country. My country. Flashes back into the dream world to see his wife make time stand still right now. He doesn't do that, by the way. Instead, he does the opposite. He sits down and finally starts removing. He's finally regaining. This is a brilliant metaphor, Griff. He's regaining his humanity by rejecting his bioelectro medical implants, mm-hmm. which is just a tiny little diode, probably the same one that he found on this the car. Gum, yeah. From he removes it from his uh, like elbow. Oh my god! The scene later when he steps in gum and the diode <laughs> did it again. I was like, "What the fuck with the diode and the gum?" Anyways, pulls it from, I won't be needing this anymore. And again, he wakes up <laughs> next to his car. So it's, it's not the di- diode fucking with them the whole time? I think, well, see, that's the the thing. Was it the diode that was picking him to these other altered? I think it is. Yeah, maybe. Altered states. Maybe. Comes to, this is this, because remember, this is, I believe, I don't know, because there's multiple ones. I think this is his final coming to scene. Yes, and this is he's, also. He is, in Scientology, he would say he's clear now. Coming clear. Yeah. Going clear is actually how yeah. they phrase it. But this is the scene he wakes up, and he finally looks up at his car and fingers the painting, the blood painting, help me, and it goes, oh my God, I need help. Look, sees his reflection in the car window. Someone I used to know. Oh, Got Ye? Where do you think that song came from? You remember that Got Ye song? No, I don't remember. No idea what you're talking about. All right, so Aaron is meeting with uh, Ginger and Old Fuck again. And they know this connection. I don't don't remember this scene at all. Okay. (laughs) Aaron meetings and agent. They know the connection. I don't remember this at all either. Well, all you need to remember is he steps in a piece of gum. Apparently, you can't walk oh. anywhere in Vegas without diodes being in chewing gum. This, this again, was a weird just shot of bringing in a suit. We get a lot of feet walking around, and he goes, they know. And he steps in the gum with the diode. By the way, this is why they have such draconian uh, thing about uh, chewing gum in Singapore, like you get, you can get cane for. Yeah. This is why, because there's diodes in them. It's diodes, not about the gum; yeah. it's about the diodes. The governments are trying to. Track I mean, you. look, here's the thing: you swallow gum, sits in your uh, intestines for seven years. Seven years Start with a diode, you're tracked for at least seven years. Seven years, you're not gonna pass that diode for a while, yeah. and the the batteries last seven years. Everybody. Right. All right, Desert Breen coming to finds a skeleton in his sleeping bag again. Where? Are you? So this is like we're thinking: Has he been carrying the corpse of his wife around everywhere he goes, like in the sleeping bag? Right, and he's fumbling, tumbling over the rock formations again. Cuts his arm open, and then he has well, I, he removed the dial, but there's his wife touching him, uh, fiance, touching him, and he comes back to the real world, and his arm's healed now. Right. What the? F- and she did it without a fucking gold nugget. But what uh, we thought the diode was taking him to this altered vert, altered world or something. I, like I said, we're just conduits. We don't know. So he's got it. He's it's it's now time for the attack slash save of Las Vegas. So he's I, 
He needs his he needs his secret laptops, which he kept under like a pile of rocks. Yes. <laughs> and he once again gets on a phone to somebody. The filters are active. Proceed. I, I feel like it's backwards. On you want your. Uh, never mind. Cut to different heads of intelligence agencies. Just old white guys, close-up shots of them in suits. This is what we talked about at the beginning. Breen loves to do his come to Jesus, come to Breen's this moment where everybody realizes Breen was right the right. whole time. Well, this one, no, they're trying to cover it up. Like, don't worry. Nothing's happening in Vegas. La, la, la. Everything is good. Keep gambling. Oh, I got it backwards. Okay, yeah, I'm keep sorry. gambling. Everything is good. Aaron claims the distractions have kicked off. So we so. literally get multiple scenes, like a fucking tornado, like a fucking house fire. Like yeah. these are all the things he is starting. One of the shots was at the Super Bowl, and yes. it was just the halftime show of Janet <laughs> Jackson's see, nipple yeah, being that, revealed. Well, that, that's an ultimate distraction. People talked about that forever. Forever. We, yeah, and now we see just a shot of Taylor Swift at the game. So we yeah. don't even get, we barely get calve of Taylor Swift, and we lose our mind about that. Right, and we're seeing all these catastrophes happening, and, and most most important one being Janet Jackson's flabby tit. And so it's 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 doomsday, Griff. There's no way we can stop this. He's going. They there's no way they know what will hit him. I'm going to make Vegas as lonely. As I am. More cuts. Please fucking stop in a dogfight. It's just it's crazy what's going on. Buying plane tickets, <laughs> sonar, radars, uh, gaydar for some reason. I can't stop these diversion attacks, but maybe the main attack of Vegas I can. So he's flipping on himself now. He's finally regained his humanity, Griff. He's finally realizing that he needs to stop being an incel baby man and stop thinking just because he's in pain, everyone else has to be in pain. He's he's owning his pain. He's like going, look, bad shit happens to good people sometimes. I can't lash out anymore. He's he's anti-jokering himself. He was full joker. He's riddling himself. Now, here's the question, though. He's okay with shutting off the power to Vegas, but he's just not going to poison their water supply to murder them all? No, I think he's he's cured now. He, he just doesn't he doesn't want to shut the power off. He no, he doesn't want to hurt anybody ever again. Right. He's, okay. He's going to be lead a good life. And maybe maybe now he realizes there's more than one soulmate out there for him. So he's driving down the road, and he's coming to this realization. He pulls over, grill a shot, of course. So he's just out there on a random desert highway. Pulls over, starts setting up his fucking satellite dishes. He's rifling through his tuna cans. because <laughs> he, He's got a trunk full of empty tuna cans. <laughs> and he just starts, ha- he gets a laptop. It just starts <laughs> hacking on the side of the road. Calls up the CIA. So he warns everybody he gets, about what the attack is coming. Doesn't tell what the attack is. Murray, don't don't just jump to that. Jump to this here. He pulls out his seven cell phones and gets them all open. It calls up the secret <laughs> he, fucking He literally news. says, I have you on a conference call. Yes. And you would think that means he somehow has a cell phone with the technology to do multiple people on one call. He's got his seven cell phones set up on a guitar pedal of cell phones, cell phone pedal board. And he's got it hooked up around his head. And he's explaining to each one on their own cell phone call, I've got you all on a conference call. And he's like, 
I wash my hands of this. It's up to you guys to stop the Vegas. There's a Vegas attack happening. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm not going to do anything about it. You guys handle it. Right. And then we just see this. This made no sense. A random because we, we're back just, at the train tracks. We just saw him hacking, and he was looking around like people were going to come get him. And so some of the people who's anthrax dealing with are here. That black guy <laughs> here again. He gets shot in the head. Still looking like straight. He gets out of shot in the head by the guy that's with him. Yes, he does. <laughs> Why, Bree? <laughs> <laughs> so many questions. We cut back to the old white guys. They're like, I'm assuming the head of the CIA and the FBI. They're finally working together. Right. And this is how they work together. Call a code orange, and then they go. They go to every single guy. There's like five guys. Yeah. Call code orange, and then they go. Move to code red. Evacuate the hotels. <laughs> Send Penn and Teller to Reno. <laughs> and then Aaron goes, well, I did all I could do. I warned him. And he's like, wait. Pats his pockets. Oh, my God. He's got to go back into the tuna, the trunk, the tuna trunk. Right. And he's fumbling through to find that gold nugget, which he does do an establishing shot earlier in the movie. The golden nugget has the best continuity of this movie. Help me. He's talking to the nugget. Find my wife. Then we see flashes of the old man. We see him. We see him and her as children. We see him carrying his wife. Then she's disappearing. Then she's reappearing. He's fluctuating between two worlds. He's smashing his laptops. He's cursing technology. I should have never broadcasted. You're the man now, dog. I should never bought that domain. This was a weird scene. His child self comes to him. And, like, walks away from him. Yes. Beckons him. Yes. He refuses. Okay, I get that. That makes sense to me. Yeah. He's letting go of the past. Right. I, 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 Star Wars is not good anymore. <laughs> right. I'm an adult now. Right. I, yeah, my childhood wasn't <laughs> raped by the prequels. <laughs> and then the I'm like... The prequels weren't that bad. The sequels, however. That makes sense. Until he gets in the car and his childhood self is right next to him again. He buckles his child. But no, wait, wait. It, it, makes per- it makes perfect sense. Because what happens next is he looks in the rear. He's just driving off. It looks in the rear view, and his wife is there. Yep. He, has, he hasn't grown, Griff. He's right back to where he started from. He refuses to let his wife go. He gave up one thing and replaced it with another. Just like when you give up alcohol or some kind of strong addiction, you replace it with another thing that's just a step below it, so maybe. So I, I, my apologies. To, it makes perfect sense that his childhood self, because he doesn't say goodbye to his childhood self. He's still living in the fantasy yep. world yep. where he's just like, this is my only love, and this will only be my only love. I can never love another person again. Yep. Guess what, guys? That's the end of the movie. He just drives off delusional. Yeah. And he looks into that mirror, and he after he's, he drives by the smash laptop and everything, looks into the mirror, sees his wife, fiance, excuse me, thank you for loving me. You know what, Griff? It now is his wife, because he's 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 wedded to this delusion. He that is a good way to put it. He yeah. is totally wedded to delusion. This is a warning to people. If you get hung up on your past, there's a great man man song. If you don't reinvent yourself, you'll 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 never circumvent your hell. And he's living in hell. This whole movie, he's living in hell because he can't get over his wife. Look, that was a ballsy move by Breen because the 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 hacky thing would be the happy ending. Yeah, 
where he does move on. Right. No, he's going to live in his hell for the rest of his life. He's going. He he's his character has accepted. I'm living in hell. Aaron Brand is is going to live in hell the rest yeah. of his life. There you got it, people. This blew your mind. I know. I, you might get a tasty treat in the next few months. Maybe we'll do. <laughs> The most recent brain movie. Oh, we, we got to after the hundreds and thousands of people are going to listen to this. Episode. I know uh, the deciphering. Bree might get us on the phone to interview right. him. We might. You get the only are the to- only people who understand me. I need to collaborate with you. You know, our good friend Stuart always tells us, "Yeah, I get these interviews by just asking people. <laughs> I just, I literally just ask them, and they're like, yeah, okay.' And sometimes they don't talk to me." Uh, but yeah, maybe that's what we need to do is just like reach because I'm going to have his address. I mean, it's kind of like I hope he puts uh, director's commentary on his DVDs. Oh, yeah. We'll learn because we don't. This will be our first time owning a Breen DVD. Yeah. And I'm sorry about that, Mr. Breen. It's, it's, I'm happy to finally purchase one of your movies. Right. Yeah. Even if it was $30. And Mike warned me. He said. <laughs> You know, it's the It's going to be a CDR. Yeah, gonna, yeah. With, with nothing on it, just blank. <laughs> he was like, you know. In what, a paper sleeve. It's what, not even got, like, packaging. He's like, you got to be careful because what happens. And he was like, do you know what you bought? And I was <laughs> like, what format? And he, I was like, I have no idea. Murray messaged me at, like, 1145 at night. I just so happened to be gambling and so i was like yeah that's something to throw some money on and i i just went on a site and bought it without reading anything because i was like yeah i want this movie because we've loved breen's movies what we, movie we have... were planning on doing it we were excited to do that newest movie oh yeah today but you know can't you can't rush perfection you know it's so hard to talk to many people about this because it's just like We've watched so many movies and so many of them. Almost three hundred. Yeah, we just fought. We just we don't have that much to say about brain movies. The nine pages of notes we've done here, the questions, the constant. We got terminal brain damage. We got terminal brain damage. I love Neil. I love that he's one of these people out there. Yeah, a lot of people that won't be named who are on YouTube and are overrated would just laugh at this guy. Yeah. Why? Because they like our great friends Golenvar Globostock said it best. Anyone who doesn't like Neil Brain is afraid of himself. You motherfuckers, you are afraid of yourself. Of Neil Brain. That's all you need to know, people. That's all you need to know. Griff, after. After all the serious, deep stuff, we need to have some fun for the next month. And you know next month is, Griff, it's February, which in America is Black History Month. Right. But in Golden Globes Theater, it's Black Exploitation History it's Month. It's Black Exploit Take the Month Off Month for our fans. For our racist fans. Racist. Our majority of our fans stick around. There's about a quarter of them. You need, you need your coming to Jesus moment. Guys, seriously, we try to warn you every time before we get into the month. We're not mocking black people in these movies. No. Black exploitation is a. It seems like First it's a bad all, word. We're as far as I know, and I don't know because I don't fucking listen to any podcast. We're only people out there celebrating black oh action during this month or any month. Yeah. I don't. The best part of these movies. Not only are we championing these black actors and everything. 
But half the movies are just about how white people fucking suck and gentrify places, Except take money. Except for one person. Yeah. The good one. The good one. Who is not always white. We got to say that. Whoa. Oh, no. That is the bit. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the bit. Yeah. He's one of the good ones. Uh, and what says Black History Month more than a couple white guys talking about black people? Mm-hmm. But that's not all. Because we're going to have a multitude of guests for this month. Also white people. More white people. <laughs> uh, but hey, at least we're doing something. We're just trying. No, guys. We're not appropriating culture. We're just trying to celebrate culture with you. Right. We're from we're fucking Detroit, man. All right, we're we're you practically live in Pontiac. Black. You're you yeah. are you. Your I'm, demographic I'm, I'm, I'm is practically probably... black. Like, I'm an honorary black man. Yeah, because don't worry, guys. When it really counts, we are black. Yeah, I'm saying it. Nobody who's doing <laughs> these episodes is under ten inches. Again, this oh, is I'm why saying. we can't be on video because right. there is so much that has to happen to keep things contained. In a two-hour right. podcast. And when we're talking about Pam Greer, our dicks are going to be flying everywhere. Murray, are so. you trying to tip something off here? Tip of the dick? Not just the tip. Going balls deep. Uh, no, not yet, but she's Soon. coming. Okay. Yeah, because our last few... We're going to make them edge, edge it oh, out? Oh, we're edging you, all right. Our last few have been the more obscure ones, because that's what we do here. We don't just give the crowd pleasers. Oh, that's weird. We do the... we because. We're not only are we entertainers, we're historians, and we're trying to much like we did this past month. Yeah, we're doing. We're not doing that this this month. We're celebrating the big names of black exploitation. Up first, I'm ashamed to say, Griff, I've never seen this movie, and it's one. It's probably the one even the most racist person knows. Oh, okay. And we we recently lost this man, R.I.P. Mr. Richard Roundtree. Okay, he's the black private dick who gets all the chicks. Okay. He's one bad mother. Shut it! You're supposed to shut your mouth. Bro. Oh, I didn't know if you wanted yeah. me to put it in an audio cue. Cause, well, you can do that now. Well, I can do that now or back well, when you did the well, yeah, no, blank do it, space. Yeah, 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 do it when I do the He's one bad mother. Shut your fucking mouth. I'm just talking about Shaft, people. <laughs> so we're going to start Shaft slow. It's just me and Griff the first week. But we're planning on having a, ge- a guest every week after. Yeah, three guests. Oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So tune in. You better tune in, or you're a racist. To for Black History, Black Exploitation History Month next week with Richard Rountree as Shaft. Keep it warm.